It is almost time for the fourth and last FCS quarterfinal playoff game. Last night, we saw two home teams win with a dominant rushing game. Montana State, the number four seed, and the number three seed, North Dakota State. And then seven seeded Incarnate Word won a wild affair late last night at Sacramento State, knocking off the number two seed. So we know that North Dakota State will be home against Incarnate Word, and we know the winner of this game matches up with Montana State. Holy Cross is ready to make its appearance on the field coming out of the northeast side of Dana J. Dykow Stadium. The winner of this one meets up with Montana State. The two time slots next week are Friday night at 6 o'clock or Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. We won't know until uh, later tonight which slot the Jacks would be in if they are indeed victorious. Over 100 volunteers helped to clear the facility of snow as we had a significant amount uh, the other day, but we are ready to go. Friday night, three teams earn their way to the semifinals. The last spot in the final four is to be decided today. South Dakota State is the top seed in these playoffs, and the Jackrabbits have experienced somewhat of a fairy tale season. Despite using 22 different defensive starters, there is no better team against the run in the FCS. The offense features All-Americans at every position and has been remarkably efficient. Special teams has been a high wire act and more times than not, the Jacks have walked the tightrope. And John Stigelmeyer was rewarded for all of this with the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award earlier this week. But the Cinderella in this postseason is today's opponent. The College of the Holy Cross had only one playoff win in school history, but it earned a top eight seed is perfect through 12 games, and this is the Crusaders' opportunity to prove it belongs with the FCS Elite. Today, the Jackrabbits hope the 12 in their future is a school record 12th victory, not the arrival of the midnight hour on what has been a storybook season. So the time is now for the yellow and blue. The pride of the Dakota's marching band and the spirit squads are poised, ready for the team to make its appearance in white helmets, blue tops, and white pants on the north end of Dana J. Dykow Stadium, where this team is 10-1 all-time in the postseason. Ladies and gentlemen, here come the Jackrabbits. FCS quarterfinals, it is something South Dakota State knows well. The Jackrabbits are here for the sixth time in the last seven postseasons. While the College of the Holy Cross is the new kid on the block. Patriot League champions for the fourth straight season, the Crusaders are in the round of eight for the very first time. SDSU has won 11 in a row. Holy Cross a dozen. Only one streak survives into the semifinals. We'll find out which after a 10-second pause to allow stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. This is WNAX Yankton. Visit NorthlandFord.com and your local Northland Ford dealer today. 
Tyler Merriam, Alex Parker, Brent Bowen upstairs, down on the field, Scotty Quaz with our weather at kickoff. Presented by DeKalb, wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with DeKalb brand corn. A little better than last week for you down there, Scooter? Uh, we've almost doubled the temperature from last week. So it's 31 degrees right now. It could peak at 32. We're playing in the heat of the day, an 11 a.m. kickoff. We've had some fog and an overnight cloud bank kind of helped keep some of that heat of anything that we had. Three to four inches of snow that you mentioned has been removed by the 100-plus volunteers, but it's made for a wintry scene. A little bit of a westerly breeze, so it's going to come from the Dana J. Dykow Stadium, kind of come over the top. Might be southwest, might be northwest. Could have a few swirling winds, but all in all, 31 in uh, early December, we'll take it. Four captains for South Dakota State, three for Holy Cross have met at midfield with our referee Nolan Dumas. This is a Southland Conference officiating crew. Gentlemen, welcome to the quarterfinal round of the 2022 Division I Football Championship. Holy Cross, you're the visiting team. What is your call? Tails is the call. So it appears Holy Cross has won the toss based on the actions of Nolan Dumas, but he'll confirm that for us here in just a moment when he turns on his microphone. Teams have changed spots. Holy Cross has won the toss and deferred to the second half. South Dakota State will receive. So the Jackrabbits will be on the receiving end of things. Holy Cross, its only official school color is purple. So they have uh, dark purple helmets with an HC interlocking letter logo on either side of it. White tops with purple numbers and letters outlined in black and then purple pants. South Dakota State, the aforementioned white helmets with the blue Jackrabbit head logo on either side of it. Blue tops, white numerals and letters with yellow outline over the top of white pants. All right, Alex Parker, Jackrabbit football to begin things here. Can the Holy Cross defense match up with that Jackrabbit offensive line? That's the big question, right? Well, I think that's what SDSU is going to come in and say is, all right, we're going to go 12 personnel. We're going to put the heavy set lineup out there. We're going to put the two tight ends out there, and we're going to just start trying to run the football. They want to establish the run game and control the clock. Again, we know what Holy Cross's offense can do. SDSU now wants to minimize that by taking the ball away from them and taking it on the ground down. And again, as we look at the large American flag on the northeast end of the stadium, it is limp on the top of that pole. The ailerons, the two orange strips of fabric on either side of the field on top of the uprights are barely moving as well. The pride of the Dakota's marching band finding its spot in the alcove on the south end of the stadium underneath the best FCS video board there is. Student section is filed in, looking for a crowd similar to what we had last week on the east side behind the Holy Cross bench on the other side from where we are. You see some uh, empty sections on both the north and south ends, but on the west side of the stadium where the main tower is, where we broadcast from, there are a lot of people here to uh, root on the Jackrabbits. So Holy Cross to kick things off, Derek Ng. 83 kickoffs, 30 of them for touchbacks. The senior out of Las Vegas. And Landon Wolf is back to return along with Jaden Yonke. We have not seen much of Wolf in the return game since he was injured at Colorado State in last fall's open. Well, we've seen him start to get a few more extra plays throughout these past probably four or five games, Tyler. So again, maybe start looking at other playmakers that we've talked highly about throughout the year. Ng approaches the football. 
right-footed boot, end over end, high and short. Jaden Yaki at the six, beyond the right seam at the 10, 15, angling left, and it gets brought down shy of the 20. The ball did pop free. It scored it backwards. Graham Spalding fell right on it. We'll see if they call it a fumble. So Jaden did indeed fumble it, but it scored it back about four yards right into the arms of Graham Spalding, who dives on it just across the 15-yard line. So a break there. Once again, Holy Cross plus 18 this year in turnover margin. They have forced 23, committed only five. That's the uh, best margin in the FCS. The Jacks with two wide receivers to the right. Tucker Kraft lines up as a fullback ahead of Isaiah Davis. Granowski the deep back. Now they realign one to either side of the quarterback. A fake to Davis, toss right side. Jackson Yonke makes the catch right numbers. Tried to throw a stiff arm. Devin Haskins pushed him out of bounds at his own 26. So that is a gain of a little more than 10. And a first Dakota first down on the opening snap as the Jacks use Kraft in the backfield. Right, they went that to that 12 personnel, two tight end look. RPO action giving Mark Gronowski the option to either hand the ball off or throw it on one of those quick routes, which he did. Haskins was about six yards off of the Yankee there. So again, giving opportunities on those short passes. Three wides, including Wolf to the left on first down. Gronowski will keep trying to run around the left edge. Strung out well by Holy Cross at a big hit from the secondary after a gain of just a couple by Walter Reynolds, the safety who came up and laid the lick. Gronowski just across his own 28. So a gain of a little more than two. It'll be second down at a long seven. When Holy Cross plays the typical four down lineman look. They have some athletes at linebacker. We highlighted Liam Anderson and those safeties. They are down downhill type of players. So they're going to try to, you know, eat up that run game and get to Mark Gronowski or the running backs quickly. Three wides, one of them craft to the left. He now motions from left to right. Second down and a long seven. Snap back, play fake. Gronowski rolls right, swings it this way. Two craft, makes the catch, and he's tackled out of bounds at the 34-yard line by Walter Reynolds and the middle linebacker, Liam Anderson. So craft for about six. This sets up third and two. We've played 90 seconds of this FCS quarterfinal. Big play in the opening drive for the yellow and blue. Well, nice play there using leverage, right, Tyler? Getting those those playmakers in space, letting them get some speed going and just get those four or five-yard pa passing yard plays going. Get some of those other guys involved early like Tucker Kraft. So third and two, pistol formation. Davis behind Gronowski, snap back, get to Davis. Starts up the middle, cuts right, breaks an ankle tackle, 40. Angling right, 45, along the near sideline. He is ankle tackled at the 49-yard line of South Dakota State by Terrence Spence. 15 yards and a first Dakota first down for Isaiah Davis, who continues to excel in postseason play. Nice shot by the offensive line, just getting hat on hat, not letting anybody kind of, you know, disrupt that line of scrimmage. When you give Isaiah Davis, we talk about it time and time again, give Isaiah Davis three, four steps into the ground. It's hard to take him down on first contact, and we saw it right there. It's very hard to run on this Holy Cross defense as well. First and 10 jacks from their own 49. A back to either side of Gronowski. Kraft to the right, Davis to the left. Give to Davis, running right to the numbers to midfield. Try to break an ankle tackle, but he gets held up. And then uh, coming up from the defensive end position, Brian Vaganek to make the stop on Davis as he falls to the 49 of Holy Cross for a two-yard gain. Speaking of that rush defense, last week New Hampshire had only 22 rushing yards. In the last four games, Holy Cross has allowed a total of 202 rushing yards in the last four total. When it starts up front, Tyler, we've talked about that defensive line. They're going to try to muddy up that interior side from tackle to tackle and make you try to go outside and use those athletes 
on the edges to make those tackles. 12 minutes left, opening quarter, no score, first drive of the game. Jack, second and eight, right hash at the 49 of Holy Cross. Handoff Davis starts up the middle, nothing there. Cuts out left, then back up the middle to the 45-yard line. Brought down from behind after a four-yard gain by Vaganic again, the junior backup defensive end. So Davis able to find enough real estate to pick up four yards and set up a third down and four. One thing about this Holy Cross team, they're not overly deep up front. They basically play five defensive linemen. Well, that comes back to it. It's depth, right? SDSU is going to rotate guys. They're going to try to just change up who's getting the ball, what the looks are. And again, you just got to wear down those defenders and get them to their second and third string players. Already one third down converted on the drive. Third and four. Snap back Ranowski. Hand to Davis. Up the middle. 43, maybe the 42, but he needed the 41. So Davis didn't get there. He needed four. He got close to three. It's fourth and a yard. And the special teams unit, while it is ready, is not heading on the field. So the offense going to stay out there on fourth and right about a yard. And Tyler, of the six rushing attempts by Isaiah Davis, the one on when he got the first down is the only time he's really had an open lane to run. Other than that, Holy Cross has done a great job just not letting anything really happen, and he's gotten kind of pushed back and had to readjust the line. Granowski quickly goes under center, plows forward, gets a push from behind, and this is very, very close. He got to the 41 exactly. Holy Cross is saying he didn't get it. The Jacks are saying he did. The spot from the far side has him just across the 41 inside of it near the 40. If he gets that spot and he does, it's a first down. Move the chains, Granowski got just enough plowing behind the 605 Hogs and got some push from behind. That's a very favorable spot, Scotty. That's one of those plays where it really never ends for about two seconds. So you gotta wait and unsort the bodies to figure out where it ended. Ninth play of this drive. Jacks, 10-20 opening quarter, no score. First and 10 from their own 40. Handoff, Jaden Yonke pitches it back. Now it's a flea flicker to Mark Gronowski. Throws it back, left numbers, Jackson Yonke, 40, 35. Breaking a tackle as he dives to the 30. It was a jet sweep to Jackson Yonke from right to left. He pitched to Jaden coming from left to right, who pitched it back to Gronowski, who then turned and threw to the left flat to Jackson Yonke, who gains 11 and a first down. Did you keep the Yonke straight, Alex? I was going to say, can you say that? one more time for me, Tyler. But what did that do? It creates confusion for the defense. We've seen how Holy Cross is now kind of sucking into the into the tackle box. Double they need to, right. They need to figure <laughs> out a way to uh, get those guys to kind of lessen up within that tackle box, give them a chance to run the ball. 11th play of the drive from the Holy Cross, 31st and 10. Jacks have had the ball for five and a half minutes. Amar Johnson takes a play fake. Gronowski steps up, throwing deep left sideline. Pass incomplete for Landon Wolf, a little behind him. Pass was inside the 10, and Walter Reynolds, the free safety, who had two interceptions in the second round win last week over New Hampshire, came over the top and knocked the ball away from Wolf. If Gronowski gets more air on that, it's a touchdown. If he can get it over the defender and said he put that on a line, Tyler, right? And that's tough when you're going across the field. He was on the hash nearest the SDSU uh, sideline and tried to throw it towards the Holy Cross again. you got to get air under it. Give, it. give the players a chance to at least come down with it. Jacks will have Jackson Yonke wide left, Jaden wide right, Hines tight left, Kraft tight right, Amar Johnson behind Mark Gronowski, who has a glove on his left hand and a bare right hand. Now Kraft realigns up back to the left on second and 10. Snap back, hand to Johnson, running behind the 605 Hogs, left side between tackle and guard to the 25-yard line. That's a five-yard gain. It'll be third down and five. Jackson Yonke and John Smith engaged on the far side, and Yonke shoves Smith down right in front of the Holy Cross bench. Bob Chesney wanted a flag, the fifth-year head coach of the Patriot League champions, Holy Cross, doesn't get it, and it's third and five. 
Good to see them waking up a little physicality even at the wide receiver position. Tyler Yaki put uh, the defender on his back, and you had Tucker Craft fill in when he was as the fullback uh, putting another defender on his back. So, again, seeing other positions getting physical today. 12th play of this drive. It spanned 59 yards. Third and five, left hash, Crusader 25, one step. Gronowski throws over the middle. Craft to drop the football. He was covered by Terrell Prince, the strong safety was coming up, and then Craft got up and headbutted Dan Kuznetsov, the defensive end of Holy Cross and got away with it. Kuznetsov was barking at him and as Kraft stood up, he let his helmet bump Kuznetsov. Thankfully, nobody saw it. Now the Jackrabbits will settle for a field goal. Hunter Dustman. He's 14 of 20 on the year. 10th most in school history. This a 42-yarder off the left hash. Heidi to hold. Mueller to snap. Good snap. Good placement. Kick by Dustman. It has plenty of leg, but he pulled it wide left. And so South Dakota State goes on a long drive of six minutes and 24 seconds, but has nothing to show for it. As Dustman's string of nine consecutive makes is over, that's the first time he's missed a field goal since the University of South Dakota came here two months and two days ago. 8.36 to play first quarter. Top seed South Dakota State, eight-seeded Holy Cross, scoreless. This is Jackrabbit football for Blairfield. Welcome back to Dana Jade Eichhaus Stadium. 8.36 to go in quarter number one. Jacks can convert on a field goal after holding the ball for over six minutes. No score here from Brookings. Hefty Brain 40 Series Corn is the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees. You can plant Hefty Brain 40 Series Corn first and plant it with confidence. Alex Parker, a 13-play, 59-yard, six-and-a-half-minute drive almost by SDSU, but no points. That's a win for the visitors. That's a big win for the visitors, but also let's look at the positives for SDSU. One, they got other players involved, right? We started seeing Tucker Craft get a couple direct passes there. We saw Isaiah Davis start to get some, some traction. You saw Mark Gronowski get settled in with some run game again. Let the Jacks play those 13 plays, but again, establish that dominance, establish that physicality, and establish that time of possession. You wouldn't know it's not a capacity crowd based on the noise. First and 10, Holy Cross at its own 25. Matthew Sluka in the shotgun with two wides left and one to the right. Four down lineman Sluka dropped the snap, picked it up, handed off to Oliver, pitched it back to Sluka on a flea flicker. He is nearly sacked, rolls to the right side and throws incomplete. Dallas Beanham starting at corner with Malik Lofton suspended, had excellent coverage on Ayer Asante. And how about Sluka dropping the snap, but still handing it to Oliver to try to go through with that flea flicker. Well, again, the trickery, right? They're gonna try to figure out ways to, uh, I guess, throw the defense off. We know SDSU defense and rush defense is number one in the country. They have to figure out ways to get them off balance. Holy Cross, second and 10 from its own 25. Motioning right to left, Justin Shorter the wide out. Now Sluka turns to the right side. Holy Cross doesn't usually huddle, but it will take its time. Play clock is down to five. On second and 10, Jack show a blitz. They come with five. Sluka, a fake of a handoff, runs up the middle and gets spun down by Chase Norblade, the safety at the 29 after a four yard gain. Sluka, the junior at six foot three, 215 pounds, born in Long Island. And Sluka tied for 10th in the Walter Payton Award voting this year. That goes to the best overall player in the FCS. So he's something else back there. 26 touchdowns to three interceptions for Sluka, who leads the nation in yards per completion. He oversees a four-man front with an empty set. Three left, two right on third and six. 
three-step drop, looking down the center of the field, pass is caught for a first down across the 40. Norblade on the tackle at the 44-yard line of Jalen Coker, the leading receiver for Holy Cross. 15 yards and a first down for the two-time All-Patriot League selection, who has caught 45 balls for nearly 900 yards. That type of offensive set, when they're going to spread everybody out, Sluka is the only man in the backfield. It's going to put a lot of stress on the defense because, again, Sluka's ability to run, you have to keep an extra defender in the box to keep an eye on him. No score, midway point of the opening quarter. Snap to Sluka, looks right, then runs up the middle, breaks one tackle midfield, has space 40, down the center 30. He's inside the 20, 10, right seam five, and he's gone. Touchdown, Holy Cross. Matthew Sluka up the middle, takes it 56 yards, and Holy Cross on the board first. Well, again, just a, a simple play action. They're going to push the guy out to the sideline and, again, just open up running lanes for Sluka. We know how he really is considered a running back, a glorified running back, Tyler. And, again, you give him space, he is hard to take down. They faked a pitch out to the right, and then Sluka ran straight up the middle and busted it for the big one. Extra point coming from Derek Ng, the best kicker in Holy Cross history. And his right-footed boot is between the north uprights and good. The Northland Ford dealers drive summary, four plays, 75 yards in one minute and 21 seconds. The rush by Sluka of 56 yards. His 11th rushing touchdown of the season has given eighth-seeded Holy Cross a 7-0 lead. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. And that is the longest rush of the season the Jacks have allowed. The previous was 34 at Northern Iowa. I think that might have been a little bit of a perfect storm where our defense did some twists in the middle, the way it looked. And then uh, that left a little bit of a, a wide hole for Sluka. 7-15 opening quarter, Holy Cross 7, South Dakota State nothing. You're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Bluefield. Welcome back, 7.15 to go in the opening quarter. Holy Cross about off to about as good of a start as they could have asked for, up 7-0 over the number one seed, the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. This FCS quarterfinal matchup is brought to you by Nutrien Egg Solutions. Ask any top performer and they'll tell you that home field is definitely an advantage, whether it's Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium or on your farm's fields. Local knowledge and local support matter. Nutrien Egg Solutions and the Jacks are leading the field this season and beyond. Well, Alex Parker, uh, defensive coordinator for SDSU, Jimmy Rogers, said, look, when the quarterback is such a dangerous runner, which Matthew Sluka is, there's going to be times that we're going to be one-on-one. -on -one. It's just the way it's going to be, and we have to make that play, and if we don't, we could get burned, and Sluka certainly did just that. Two situations came up on that last play where Sluka had that big run. One, Winkleman did have a chance at the legs, but again, Sluka is a glorified running back, and it's going to be hard just one man to take him down when you're kind of coming in from the side. Secondly, it comes back to SDCU's going to do a lot of twist games. They're going to move their defensive line to try to get different paths to the quarterback. When that happens, you leave running lanes, and right there, Sluka took advantage of a wide open spot to uh, to uh, through the defensive line. Sun trying to shine here at Dana J. Dykal Stadium the past few minutes. Lights have been on since early morning. This is a surprise onside kick, a pop-up that goes out of bounds on the far side. Ng tried to catch the Jacks off guard with an onside kick, and it fluttered out of bounds on the far sideline on the Holy Cross side of the field at the 48-yard line. The kicking team, ball be placed at the dead ball spot. First down and 10, South Dakota State. 
Well, so again, Holy Cross with nothing to lose, everything to gain, rolls the dice on the pop-up onside kick, but no shot for anybody to recover it. Exactly right. Holy Cross's ideas. Holy Cross's ideas to try to stick with the Jackrabbits, do anything and everything they can to stick with them. SDSU needs to get them out of their rhythm and to be able to take them out of all this game early on here, and they've done a good job sticking with the Jackrabbits. Seven nothing Crusaders. Seven fifteen first quarter. Jacks at the Holy Cross forty three after the five yard markoff. One tight end either side, two wides right. Snap back Ranowski, hand to Davis, has some real estate, running right to the 40, angling right 35, bouncing through a tackle to the 31-yard line of Holy Cross. That is a gain of 12 yards and a first Dakota National Bank first down, serving the people of South Dakota with dependable banking solutions for 150 years. First Dakota, it's where the locos go. Jacks tried to get to the edge, right? First drive, they stuck between the tackles, trying to run inside and in kind of those stretch zone plays. This time they actually went to the outside zone. And again, get Davis the chance to get some running room and make those players play uh, guys across the field. And you're going to see some successful plays. Five rushes, 37 yards already for Davis, who lines up behind Gronowski at a pistol. Three wides, first and 10, Crusader 30. Handoff running right, Davis, broken ankle tackle, spinning inside the 25 and backing his way to the 22-yard line. Had some assistance from the All-American left guard, Mason McCormick, who was pulling on the end of the play. Davis for eight, that's seven rushes, 45 yards already for Isaiah Davis. Right again, they go back to that stretch outside zone play again, try to take advantage of the edges, take advantage of the numbers, and when you can get those offensive linemen moving, you can get Mason McCormick kind of pulling around and getting up to those linebackers, you're going to find success. Isaiah Davis, seven and a half yards per carry. East to the right of Gronowski. Jacks have three wides, two left, one right. Kraft is tight to the right. Second and two, right hash, Crusader 22. Gronowski claps his hands. Waist high shotgun snap. Pressure rolling left. About to be sacked, and he will be sacked back around the 29-yard line. Getting home for Holy Cross was Jake Reichwein, the third leading tackler, and he has a team high seven and a half sacks. So Gronowski for a loss of six on the sack to the 28 of Holy Cross, it's third and eight. And they just brought more numbers than the Jacks could pick up. They had two linebackers that came. You have four down linemen, total of six guys, and you're going into a passing play. Uh, it's going to be advantage defense, and again, Mark was just caught from behind. Jacks are one of three on third down so far. Three receivers right, one left. Davis on the left tip of Gronowski. Two down linemen for Holy Cross. They come with a blitz. Gronowski will keep trying to bust around the right edge. Has room 25, first down 20. Right sideline 15, and he runs out of bounds under his own power at the Holy Cross 14. 14 yards and a first Dakota first down for Mark Gronowski, who's been running a lot more in the playoffs than he was during the regular season. Holy Cross. Oops, go for it, Scotty. I was going to say, he had to outrun a defensive back there to get to the edge, too, and get that first down and get out of bounds. Good play. Well, and Holy Cross, again, what they're starting to do is stack up right against the center there. They're putting two defensive tackles, not wanting to let SDSU get any inside zone running. Again, you've seen Mark Gronowski have success on the edge. We've seen Isaiah Davis have the same success. So again, keep watching the Jacks go for the edges here. Davis behind Gronowski. Wolf motions right to left. It's a give to Davis, looking for room, spinning through a tackle, falling forward close to the 11 for about a three-yard gain. Davis now eight rushes, 48 yards. 4.19 clock running first quarter of the FCS quarterfinal from Dana J. Dykal Stadium in Brookings. Top seed SDSU, a long drive, a missed field goal. Then Holy Cross, the eighth seed, four plays, a long touchdown run by Matthew Sluka, the quarterback, gave the Crusaders a 7-0 lead. 
They had tried an onside kick. It went out of bounds. The Jacks have taken advantage and marched from left to right to the 11 of Holy Cross. It's a second down and seven. Three receivers bunched left. Up back left is Hines. Behind the quarterback, Gronowski is Davis. Fake to Davis. Gronowski trying to run around the right edge, and Holy Cross able to string it out. First man on the scene was Dan Kuznetsov, the defensive end, and he forced Gronowski way to the outside, and Christos Argus, the weak safety, came up and forced Gronowski out of bounds back at the 12-yard line. So the Jacks lose a couple. It'll be third down and about eight. Jacks went back to that RPO game, and really it was just that option read for Mark with Isaiah. You're watching the defensive end, and when he doesn't make a move, Mark decided to take it. But you really had the entire offensive line, Tucker Craft. You had everybody going to the left, and Mark tried to run it to the right. Tough spot when you uh, don't have the additional blockers. Three wides left and one to the right on third and eight from the Holy Cross 12. Gronowski a one-step, high arcing ball to the near side, and the pass is incomplete for Tucker Craft. There is no flag on the coverage of John Smith. Smith, the corner, was all over Kraft. There was a lot of contact between the fifth-year senior out of Lake Worth, Florida, who was a three-time All-Patriot League selection and the second-highest projected tight end in the NFL draft by Mel Kuyper, Jr. You know, Tyler, I can appreciate the physicality of a football game, but when uh, the cornerbacks are you know, holding on to the tight end as he's even trying to jump, uh, you would expect to see a flag come out. So Dustman on for the second time in this opening quarter. He missed earlier today from 42. This from 29, off the right hash. Good snap, good placement. Dustman's kick is on the way. Plenty of height, plenty of leg, plenty of accuracy. And Hunter Dustman bangs it through to put South Dakota State on the board. 29-yard field goal by Hunter Dustman. He is 15 for 22 on the year. Text SDSU to 97063 and be a part of Walmart's three-point play program. Every Jackrabbit field goal raises money for community health projects like parks, playgrounds, and trails. It's all thanks to your local health insurance provider, Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of South Dakota. The Northland Four Dealers Drive summary, eight plays, 31 yards in four minutes and eight seconds, set up by the failed onside kick attempt. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 307 first quarter, eighth-seeded Holy Cross leads the number one seed South Dakota State 7-3 in the FCS quarterfinals. And this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back, 307 to go in the opening quarter. SDSU cashing in with a field goal with a failed onside kick attempt from Holy Cross. It is 7-3 in favor of the Crusaders. Peterson Pharmacies does everything it takes to help farmers raise more bushels. They are that kind of seed company. And if you're that kind of farmer, give them a call or visit petersonfarmseed.com. So South Dakota State, two drives, settling for two field goals. Dustman hooked a 42-yarder, made a 29-yarder. Jackrabbits. So far today, 19 offensive plays to Holy Cross's four, but one of those four, a 56-yard touchdown run by Matthew Sluka. Sun has fallen back behind the clouds on this early December Saturday at Dana J. Dykal Stadium. And Hunter Dustman to kick things away. Holy Cross, a pair of deep men. Justin Shorter is one of them. He is two times All-Patriot League as a return specialist. The other is Quinton Gregory. Dustman's kick towards the far side. Shorter waiting for it. Makes the grab number high at the five. Right number's 10, 15, 20. And he's brought down to the 23-yard line. Aiden Dotterman, the backup cornerback, making the tackle after a return of 18 yards. 
So now we see how the Jackrabbit defense responds. A chance to atone for giving up their longest rush by far this season on the touchdown run of Slukas. Well, again, it comes back to SDSU defense has done what they do all year. There's always times to make adjustments, and they got to see what Holy Cross is going to do and what they've been expecting to do. What we've seen from Holy Cross is they're willing to take out, you know, all of the plays out of the playbook, so to speak, Tyler, and, uh, you know, do a little trickery with some flea flickers. Uh, but the Jacks now have gotten a chance to see it, kind of got warmed up. Johnson, Williams, DePriest, and Hicks, the defensive line on first and 10 from the 22. Peter Oliver, his first run, and he just does get a yard. Very little room to work up the middle. Brian Williams, the first man on the scene for the Jackrabbits. Savion Williamson, Jason Freeman, Isaiah Stallbird are the three corner, or the three linebackers, rather. The corners are Dallas Beanham and Dyshawn Gales. Chase Norblade, Kale Reeder are the safeties. We expect to see Adam Mock for a limited number of plays today. However, he has not appeared so far. Second and nine, Holy Cross at its own 23. Two wides left and one to the right. Snap back, letter high. Play fakes, Luca looking left, looking left. Deep down the center, incomplete. He threw it between his two receivers. He had Ayer Asante short and Justin Shorter long, and he threw it to almost splitting between the two of them to set up third and nine. Jacks did a nice job. They actually went man coverage on the back half there. Every wider, or every cornerback in safety where it was, you know, blanketing their wide receiver, and Sluka really didn't have a chance. And again, you got to be careful with this defensive line when they come barreling down after about two to three seconds of holding the ball. So Sluka's got to be prepared to get the ball out of his hands quick. Crusaders converted one third down on their opening series. This third and nine. Ten to snap it. Three receivers bunched right, one wide left. Sluka drops to throw, pressured by Winkleman, rolling right. Winkleman gets home, the ball pops free. It's grabbed by an offensive lineman who's running up the middle and will get tackled by nearly the entire Jackrabbit defense. That ball popped out of the hands of the quarterback, Matthew Sluka, after the play was already blown dead. Caleb Sanders came out of there with it. It was lucky that Cam McNair, the backup right tackle, was able to pick the ball out of the air for Holy Cross because they've only lost one fumble this year, Alex. Well, the Jacks cannot just stay in their individual rushing lanes. When you do that, you give Sluka the chance to understand where the pressure's all coming from. Jacks are continuing to use that twist game with defensive ends and tackles, and it made some confusion on the offensive side. That is a sack for Winkleman. Now the punt by Hogney bounces once. Jaden Yonke picks it up on the run. Jackrabbit Nation has a heart attack, and Yonke is tackled immediately by Devin Haskins, the stud cornerback, at the 47 of South Dakota State. It's a punt of 37 yards. And SDSU with great field position again. 1.33 left in the opening quarter of play. It is Holy Cross 7, South Dakota State 3. Chance to catch your breath a little bit. Chance to catch your breath, and that was the response we expected to see out of that defense, right? Yes. Just, just you know, being aggressive, being able to be physical, and you certainly saw that on those uh, on that opening that drive right there. So the Jacks left hash at their own 47, a back to either side of Gronowski. Hines motions from left to right, one wide either side. Fake to Amar Johnson, deep drop all day. Gronowski throws down the middle of the field, over the shoulder, catch made. Jackson Yaki has it. First and goal to go. Yellow and blue. The Mark Yonke at the nine of Holy Cross, so it'll be 44 yards on the pass completion. What a ball by Gronowski, just laid it out. That thing just sailed down the middle, and 
everybody could see it, but defense couldn't react fast enough. Yankee first to it. And you actually had two posts that were running there with a Hines and a Yankee that either one Mark could have hit and again was just able to drop it right in the bread basket. Center of the field, first and goal, Crusader nine. Amar Johnson behind Gronowski, tied in either side, two wides bunched right. Give to Johnson, up the middle, cutting out left side, throws a stiff arm, dragging a Crusader to the six. Three-yard gain for Amar Johnson. That's 15 rushes, 68 yards in the opening quarter. Keep in mind, New Hampshire had 22 rushing yards the entire game last week. The Jacks already have 68 in the final minute of the opening quarter. Great play call by Zach Lujan going back to that long pass there. Again, Holy Cross continues to bring guys into the box. you got to be able to go deep, got to be able to lessen that pressure that's coming inside on that offensive line. So being able to take advantage of those type of plays will help in the run game. Davis back in. He's to the left of Gronowski, second and goal at the six. One wide and one tied either side. Snap back, one step. Gronowski throws a high arcing ball to the near side, deflected away from Jackson Yonke, covered by Terrence Spence, the backup corner. And it'll be third down and goal to go. And you got, you got uh, Jackson Yankee asking for that, you know, that grab on the chest. These cornerbacks are physical and not really giving the SDSU wide receivers a chance to go up and make plays. Again, it's a good physical game. Again, I'd rather see no, no, no penalties come out, Tyler, than more penalties. So I guess we'll start going down this route. Third and goal at the six of Holy Cross. Two wides right, two to the left, one is Hines. Davis the back to the left of Gronowski, and now we have whistles, and the Jacks have spent a First, timeout. Charge him out of the half, South Dakota State. It's a 30-second timeout. Should denote Jackson Yonke on that long grab, his third catch today, 53rd of the season, and 186th of his career. He's fourth in school history. He is now 12 behind Dallas Goddard. And that 44-yard reception, his long of the year, his previous was 28. And by the way, that's now 32 consecutive games. Jackson Yonke has caught a pass. But much more importantly here, out of the timeout, the Jacks have a third and goal at the six. SDSU is 49 of 51 this year in the red zone. 38 touchdowns, 11 field goals, including earlier in the quarter. And Gronowski will have three receivers to the right. Jaden Yonke, Landon Wolf, and Zach Hines. Wide left, Jackson Yonke, the back to the left of Gronowski, Isaiah Davis. Four down lineman for Holy Cross on third and goal. Gronowski throws over the middle, incomplete for Landon Wolf. Threw it high, he was covered. In fact, everybody was covered. Gronowski simply had to get rid of it. And for the third time in the opening quarter, Hunter Dustman is on to try a field goal. Boy, Zach Hines in the back of the end zone had a little bit of a mismatch. He had about a, uh, what, 510 DB guarding him back there, and he had a, a, a foot over him, but uh, Gronowski just couldn't find him in the back behind all that traffic. Jaden Mueller will snap. Keaton Heidi will hold. This is on the left hash. It'll be a 23-yard field goal for Hunter Dustman towards the south end zone. He missed from 42, hit from 29 earlier in the quarter to bring the Jacks within one. There's the snapback. Placement is down. Dustman's kick is up, and it is good. And that brings us to the end of the first quarter as Hunter Dustman has connected for the second time today. Text SDSU to 97063 and be a part of Walmart's three-point play program. Every Jackrabbit field goal raises money for community health projects like parks, playgrounds, and trails. And it's all thanks to your local health insurance provider, Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of South Dakota. 
The Northland Four Dealers Drive Summary, five plays, 47 yards in a minute and 33 seconds, 44 of it on the deep ball to Jackson Yankee. Go further with the fuel efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. Hunter Dustman with a pair of field goals today. Matthew Sluka, the long touchdown run for Holy Cross. And at the end of the quarter on the Dakota Bank scoreboard, it is eight-seeded Holy Cross leading the top seed South Dakota State 7-6 in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. And this is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to the start of the second quarter. Holy Cross with a 7-6 lead over top-seeded South Dakota State. A long touchdown run from Matthew Sluka and a couple short Hunter Dustman field goals are the scores of the first quarter. Are you looking up to freshen up your Jackrabbit wardrobe? Make sure to turn to Authentic Brand. The quality and unique styles are just what you need to look your best on game days and every day. Shop Authentic-Brand.com today. He's Brent Bowen with Alex Parker. I'm Tyler Merriam in the Hefty Seed Broadcast booth. Hefty Brand 40 Series Corn is the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees. And on the field is Scotty Quaz, who is basking in the sunlight for the first time today. Just soaking it in, boys, just like in the Bahamas a couple weeks ago. Well, we were jealous of that. This is the turnaround. Scotty, uh, You've been watching the defensive huddle. Anything jump out to you here as the Jacks get set to take the field? Well, a jersey we haven't seen in a while, number 32. He shut the, shedded the coat. He's been warming up, so expect the return of Adam Bach at linebacker here in this next defensive series for the Jackrabbits. Bach, the All-American, broke a bone in his leg in the opening quarter, opening series at North Dakota back on October the 22nd. He missed the next three games, spent two weeks rehabbing, didn't play last week, but did practice some. He's had almost a full week of practice, maybe not quite ready to go full steam, but Jimmy Rogers wanted to get him out there, the defensive coordinator, and he will take the field on the next series, we believe. Hunter Dustman, a kickoff, a line drive, end over end job, and Justin Shorter lets it go over his head. It'll bounce in the checkerboard, three yards into the north end zone for a touchback. And Holy Cross will open up its third offensive series from its own 25-yard line. In the last five games, this Crusader team is averaging 309 rushing yards per. They have 55 yards on four attempts today, but they had 56 on Matthew Sluka's touchdown run. Crusaders, purple helmets, white tops over purple pants. Peter Oliver, the running back to the right of Sluka. Four down linemen for State. Three wides all to the right for Holy Cross. Through the hands of Sluka, the snap. He'll pick it up at the 15, try to run. Freeman is there, and then Bach, and then the rest of the defense arrives, and Matthew Sluka is swallowed up in white and blue for a loss of 10. Adam Bach lost his helmet in the process, so he got in for one play and has to come sit out for a play. It's convenient to hold down the heart rate, I guess, but he was involved in it. That's a loss of 10, so Sluka has dropped two snaps and also fumbled on a run here in the opening quarter plus. Second and 20 for Holy Cross. Two receivers left, two to the right. Sluka makes his call. Letter high shotgun snap, one step drop, dancing in the pocket, taking off, running up the middle across the 20, and he'll get held up. Diving to the 25-yard line, Sluka gets back the 10 that was lost. It'll be third down and 10. Bach will return to the game as the Jacks will sub out Savion Williamson on third down. And I got to credit a little bit of that bad snap to this crowd. It is distinctly different. If you're at home listening and you don't know who has the ball, just listen to the crowd. If it's a noisy crowd, our fans are dialed in. 
Third and 10, Holy Cross, a 7-6 Crusader lead. Opening minute, second quarter of the FCS quarterfinals from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Two wide stack to each side. Jacks four down linemen and Bach at the line, but Bach backs up. All day for Sluka to throw. Pump fakes, looking, rolling right, throws across the middle, sliding and making the catch. Jalen Coker on the deep crossing route at the 39-yard line. 14-yard gain to the two-time All-Patriot League wideout from Sterling, Virginia. Well, nice job on Sluka's part, not triggering to run right away and giving those plays to develop because, again, you have Bach watching him, but just giving wide receivers a chance to get open. He did a nice job. Crusaders a hurry up. One step out of the gun. Sluka throws left side, making the catch out in space along the left number, Spencer Gilliam, thrown out of bounds by Isaiah Stalbert in Jackrabbit territory at the 49. It's an 11-yard gain and a first down. 7-6, Holy Cross the lead. 13-30, second quarter. So Sluka opening things up here a little bit. He's three of five for 41 yards. Four down lineman for SDSU. Two wides left, one right for Sluka out of the shotgun. Helmet high, he'll hand it off. Peter Oliver up the middle and making the stop for SDSU. Jason Freeman, the linebacker from Oliver's right after a five yard gain. It'll be second down at five. Crusaders undefeated 12 and 0 with an FBS win over Buffalo. They beat at large Fordham. They beat another at-large team in the second round, New Hampshire, in the playoffs. Jacks 11-1, their only loss, 7-3 at Iowa. Way back on September the 3rd. Second down, five for Holy Cross. Trips to the right, Oliver on the right hip of the QB. Snap back, Sluka, play fake, one step, looking, looking, throws down the right seam, and it's dropped of an interception by Dallas Beanham. Beanham was able to get in front of Ayer Asante. He had it in his hands. The honorable mention All-Valley pick couldn't quite haul it in. Would have been a huge play. Either way, it's a pass breakup. Beanham sixth of the year. It's third and five. Now you can give Ayer Asante a pass breakup, too, because he had to become a defender and Beanham as a receiver. Third and five, Holy Cross in what could be four down territory between the hashes at the Jacks 44 from left to right, the visitors come. Jacks three down lineman, a fourth stands up. Sluka out of the gun, will hand it off up the middle and not much real estate for Jordan Forrest, one of four running backs the Crusaders will use. Bach and Sanders were there. Forrest out of New Rochelle, New York, 6'1", 221, gained only a yard. That's a play call when you want to go for it, and they will on fourth and I was just going to say, when these guys are kind of putting everything, you know, throwing it, the whole kitchen sink at it, they're going to just try to get in position on fourth down to be able to go for it. So, again, fourth and four, it still keeps the, the playbook pretty wide open. We know the Jackrams are going to try to shut down that run game. Up the, up the middle between the tackles. Forrest motions out of the backfield. Empty set for Sluka. Four down lineman for State. Fourth and four at the 43, a one-step. Sluka, pump fake, busts out left side of the 40, jukes a man, breaks an ankle tackle, and has a first down to the 36 of South Dakota State. Just got away from Reese Winkleman for that seven-yard gain, and Holy Cross able to convert on fourth down. That's what's so difficult about Holy Cross is when they spread everybody out and get the running backs out of the backfield and you only have Sluka back there, it puts a lot of stress and pressure on the defense to be able to try to account for men in the box. And it, excuse me, with Sluka's legs, it's tough to even catch up to him when he goes. And so you saw a safety try to come down, but you're meeting six to seven yards downfield when that happens. Ninth play of this Holy Cross drive. 7-6 Crusaders, 11-22 second quarter. Give to Peter Oliver, and he runs right and very little room to work with. Winkleman was the second man there, but he ran into the waiting arms 
of Max Balloon, the sophomore out of Redfield. A one-yard gain as the Jacks using a lot of bodies up front right now. You have Sanders and Balloon on the interior of the line. Winkleman and Tervier on the outskirts. Stalberd, Williamson, and Freeman, the linebackers. Beanham and Gales are the corners. The safeties are Herter and Large. Clouds overtaking the sun again. Three wides left and one to the right. Holy Cross looking at a second down and nine. Tyler Purdy the back. The Chesterfield, Missouri native. Sluka takes the snap, fakes the pass left, running up the middle and gets brought down at the 32-yard line, a three-yard gain. Gales from down low and in front of him from behind Sanders. And as Gales dove, he actually clips Sanders a little bit too, who will jog off. Dupriest will check in a defensive tackle as Holy Cross looking at third down and close to six. And great job by Gales getting into the trenches with the big boys right there, seeing that play action and then that run by Sluka to come down. Just getting in there to make him have to readjust and getting guys and bodies around to slow him up. Third and six at the Jacks 32. Play 11 of the drive. Four wides, two either side. Jacks four down lineman, that's all that comes. Luca a deep drop, looks left, looks over the middle, looks right, pump fakes. He'll run, angling left, nowhere to go. Break a tackle and dives close to the sticks. Boy, what an individual effort by Sluka. He needed to reach the Jackrabbit 26. They're marking him between the 27 and the 26. So it's fourth and short. And the offense remains on the field. In fact, they send in three tight ends. Fourth and less than a yard, 9.30. Second quarter, 7-6 Holy Cross. Sluka, hands on his hips, standing three yards behind his center. Now he'll walk up to Jack McCauley, the backup center. Motioning right to left to tight end. Taking the snaps, Luca. He'll hand it off. It's a running back pass, and it'll be caught for a touchdown by Sean Morris, the tight end. It was a handoff to Tyler Purdy, who took it, made about two steps, then jumped and threw a fluttery ball down the center of the field. And Sean Morris, whose only previous career touchdown was at Villanova in the playoffs a year ago, he knows when to have him, comes up with a big one of 27 yards as Holy Cross adds to the lead. Timely play calls, Tyler, right? I mean, you're expecting Sluka just to do the quick snap and do what we talked about with Mark Gronowski earlier, just get the first down, but instead they pull it, and then they slip that tight end pass. High snap, Hogney, the punter, somehow got it down, and Ng kicked it through. I'm telling you, Ng already had his foot back and was starting to swing forward before Hogney had that ball down. But Ng is able to score the extra point. The 27-yard Tyler Purdy to Sean Morris gimmick touchdown pass caps off a 12-play, 75-yard, five-minute and 50-second drive on our Northland Ford Dealers Drive summary. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 9-10, second quarter, FCS quarterfinals. It's the eighth seed Holy Cross, a 14-6 lead in Brookings over number one South Dakota State. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykow Stadium, 9-10 to go in the FCS quarterfinals, eight-seeded Holy Cross pulling some trickery out of the playbook as they lead top-seeded South Dakota State 14-6. The Brookings Country Club is located on Scenic Lake Campbell and features dinner, networking, live music, and more. Call 693-4316 to make your reservation at the Brookings Country Club. 
What's interesting, Alex Parker, we came into this, and one of the things that we were looking at, because you analyze the numbers, sometimes to a point where it's redeeming returns, but SDSU entered this contest being flagged seven times a game for 50 yards. They committed more penalties than their opponents in nine of 12 games. Holy Cross came in, eight penalties, 76 yards a game, the fifth most in the FCS. We have had no flags so far. It's really been a clean game, and now we've had some questionable, we maybe question, if you watch it on TV, some, uh, I guess, one-on-one -on -one balls into the corner of the end zones Which that maybe the, Jack, the Jackrabbit fan might say it's a flag, but honestly, uh, it's been a clean game so far. There's a little chippiness happening, but it's been a good game so far. Derek Ng, an end over end, high kickoff. Jaden Yonke, center of the field at the eight, up the middle 10, 15, cuts left, cuts back right, 20, 25, spinning across the 30, diving to the 34-yard line. Jaden Yonke for a return of 26 yards, and we've got two different pileups after the play, including one with multiple bodies out near the 30-yard line. Right on cue, the comment about the chippiness. You got two teams that are playing a very intense brand of football, and at some point, the officials are going to have to step in and calm some of this down. That Brenner was getting double teamed by Holy Cross, trying to get up and give him give something back, and that uh, drew the ire of a whole bunch of Jackrabbits. <laughs> Well, you got the Jacks trying to impose their will. Holy Cross doesn't want to back up, so then it pops back. The Jacks don't want to give an inch, so they pop back, and round and round we go. 9-0-2, second quarter, 14-6, Holy Cross. The Jacks, two wides left, two tights right. Davis behind Gronowski, turns and hands to Davis, running right along the numbers, 35, 6, 7, 8. The pile moving forward to the 39-yard line. Isaiah Davis for a gain of close to 6. Davis now eight rushes, 54 yards. So the Jacks are having success moving the football. They just haven't been able to finish drives. Three times they've settled for field goals and made two. All right, and you know how important the red zone efficiencies are, right? Scoring, again, when you start the game and you miss a field goal, and then you go in for another couple field goals, when you when you keep backing these three points, three points up, it starts to feel demoralizing, right? So you got to get that touchdown at the end of these drives. Davis motions out of the backfield, double tights, two wides left and one to the right on second and four. Gronowski, a deep drop to throw down the right seam and a leaping catch falling onto his back by Zach Hines. What a grab by the Sioux Falls native. Down to the 32-yard line of Holy Cross. It's a 29-yard completion from Gronowski to Hines, his second longest of the year. And what a one-on-one -on -one play right there. You have six foot seven Hines versus six foot three Liam Anderson, the middle linebacker for Holy Cross. Again, advantage Jackrabbit. So again, Lujan just working through the playbook to figure out where the Jackrabbits can take advantage of their size and mismatches. 7:49, second quarter, 14-6. Holy Cross the lead from the 32 of the Crusaders. Snap to Gronowski. To Davis up the middle, weaseling his way through a hole and then backing his way to the 25-yard line where the Crusaders hold him up. After a seven-yard gain, it'll be second down and three. You hear that sound. We've got our microphones on the field, and there are some heaters on both sidelines. So when we go from one side to the other, you occasionally hear those heaters doing their job. Second and three, Jacks. Quick snap from the 35 of Holy Cross. Davis up the middle, 25, 20. Spinning inside the 15, and the pile still going. Isaiah Davis to the 13 of Holy Cross. 12 more yards, and a first Dakota first down. He's up to 73 yards on 10 attempts already. Well, a point to be made is that so the Jacks have rushed the ball now 17, 18 times, and three times now they've had success 
running between the tackles. Holy Cross has done a good job so far, kind of bottling it up. But now you're starting to see some of those wrinkles that the Jacks are putting in there. And Isaiah Davis is starting to find some uh, success between the tackles right now with two back-to-back, five-plus-yard games. Greenfield, McCormick, Miller, Barrett, Senator O'Brien, the 605 Hogs doing their job. From the 13 of the Crusaders, first and 10, play fake. Grudowski throwing to the back of the end zone, incomplete. Looking for Kraft in the back left corner. He had a step on multiple defenders who were running behind him, but Grudowski let him in a little bit too much. And it'll be second down and 10. 6.42 to play in the second quarter. 14-6, Holy Cross leads South Dakota State. I think there was miscommunication on Holy Cross there. You had Zach Hines and Tucker Craft on the left side of the ball running crossing routes. Zach Hines wide open. Tucker Craft got about two, three steps lead on them. Mark Gronowski needs to find that touch and just lay it in and let those wide, or those tight ends go up and get it. Three tight ends. Morgan joins Hines and Craft on second and ten. It's a give to Davis. Starts right, cuts left, and only gains a yard. Holy Cross bottled it up to the 12-yard lot of the Crusaders. It is third down and nine. This is the third trip for the Jacks inside of the Holy Cross 20. And twice they have settled for field goals. This is the third time around, as I mentioned. The two Yankees return to the game. Out goes Hines. Kraft will stay in. Davis will be the back to the left of Gronowski. Bauer and Jackson Yankee split to the left. Jaden and Kraft to the right. Third and nine jacks at the Holy Cross 12. Crusaders three down linemen, they show a blitz. Motioning right to left is Kraft. It's a fake of a handoff. Rolling left, Gronowski. He'll tuck and run inside the 10. Cut right inside the five and dive near the sticks at the three. Did he get it? Waiting for an official signal, he's close. And yes, he got it. First Dakota, first down. Heads linemen's on heads, head linesman on this side right away was point first down as he raised the uh, the line marker so had good eyes on it. Well, and Jacks might have gotten a little lucky there. You had Canyon Bauer in the slot position blocking, and you could see the Holy Cross jersey get separated from the shoulder pads on the man that Canyon Bauer was blocking. So again, both ways the referees are letting this play out a little bit and not throwing the flags. First and goal from the three. Bauer the only wide out to the left. Snap back, Ronowski, hand to Davis up the middle. Two, one, goal line. Touch down, Jackrabbits. Isaiah Davis into the end zone for the 30th time in his career. As he continues to rack up sensational numbers in the playoffs. And Davis today, 12 rushes, 77 yards and a score. The Jacks already have 106 yards on the ground. And now they will go for two to try to tie the game. Jackson Yaki wide to the left, Jaden Yaki tight right, and the Jacks motion from right to left, John O'Brien the right tackle, so they are heavy, unbalanced left. They'll give to Davis, running that way, and he will waltz in for the two-point conversion to tie the score. Boy, that was artfully crafted. Well, what are the wrinkles and what can you bring in that they have not prepared for? We have not seen that all year, rotating a tackle to the other side of the ball again. That just makes the defense start thinking of who's going to be the center, right? You have to readjust. And again, you're just adding one extra man to the left side of the line of scrimmage, adding an extra blocker, and being able to find a hole. The touchdown, a three-yarder by Isaiah Davis, powered by Prostralo Auto Mall. The Madison score your next vehicle at Prostralo Auto Mall. 
Bank.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive Summary, eight plays, 67 yards in three minutes and 43 seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. Gronowski, the gritty third down run, made it first and goal. Davis, the touchdown and the two-point conversion. And with 5.19 to play in the second quarter, it is SDSU 14, Holy Cross 14. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to Dana Jedi Coast City on 519 to go in the second quarter. The Jacks finally punch one into the end zone. Isaiah Davis with the octopus, the touchdown run, and the two-point conversion run to tie things up. Great healthcare starts near home. Start at Brookings Health System. And before we get to you with this kickoff, let's pause 10 seconds to allow station identification. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. Tyler Merriam, Alex Parker, Brent Bowen of the booth, Scotty Quaz on the field, Andrew Song, our statistician, and helping us out with noise on the field is Austin Singer. Hunter Dustman, the end over end kickoff, and it is a yard out of the end zone for a touchback. And again, you have bodies that go down right at the uh, beginning of the whistle, and the officials quickly breaking things up. 5-19 remaining in our second quarter. And the Crusaders begin at their own 25. Holy Cross 145 yards, the Jacks 204. SDSU has had the ball nearly twice as much as this Crusader team. But Matthew Sluka, the long touchdown run, 56 yards. Then the trick play, 27-yard running back touchdown pass from Purdy to the tight end, Morris. Snap back on first and 10. Luca rolling right. Pressure gets away from Caden Johnson. Running left along the numbers. Trying to get around Dallas Beanham and does across the 30. And then stretch the football out as he reached the far boundary where Holy Cross's sideline is at the 32. That's an elusive seven-yard gain for Sluka. He is up to 84 yards today on nine rushes is the Holy Cross quarterback. Well, that's a heck of an effort, right, Tyler? I mean, he's coming out on one side. You got guys corralling him in two different positions and being able to come all the way back across the offensive line or defensive line. And again, even the safety on the other side was having trouble trying to catch up to Sluka. So great job ex extending a play. Second and three, Holy Cross from its own 32. Sluka out of the gun, a back to his left. He'll hand it to him, Oliver, up the middle, first down as he backs his way to the 38 for a gain of close to six. Peter Oliver averages six yards a carry, a career high 175 in the second round win over New Hampshire last week. He has 13 yards on four carries today. Jackson's done a good job so far today just you know, bottling up that run game from the running back perspective, but then it's a different animal to start trying to figure out Sluka and his shiftiness that he has. We've seen it on previous plays, but again, Jackson's done a great job slowing up the rushing attack from the running backs. Crusaders from their own 38, first and 10. Two wides right, one left. Four down linemen for State. Fake of the handoff. Sluka, a bullet to the left side. Catch is made right at the sticks. Backing out of bounds, Byron Shipman. It will be a 10-yard gain and a first down. Only the fourth reception of the year and the first since the season opener on September the 2nd for Byron Shipman, 6'3", 219-pounder out of New Jersey. Guys, Kale Reeder checks back in after being back in the locker room, has a heavy wrapped up club on that right hand, suffered a bit of an injury to that right paw. He joins large as the two safeties. 
Stallberg, Williamson, and Spalding are the linebackers. Holy Cross first and 10 from their own 48. Sluka fakes a handoff, quarterback keep running left. Spalding stood him up with help from Kane Tavir, the defensive end, after a yard pickup, running left to the 49. It is second down and nine. Holy Cross trying to bleed this clock before the end of the half. Crusaders and Jacks tied at 14. Holy Cross won the toss and deferred. It'll be Crusader football when the second half begins. But first things first, Jacks trying to turn the Crusaders back in second and nine, just shy of midfield. Two receivers right, up back left. Sluka in the gun with two bare hands. In motion left to right, the up back Morris, and now whistles at a timeout from the far sideline by Bob Chesney of Holy Cross. Charge him out of half, Holy Cross. Media timeout. All right, so we take a break. It's second and nine, Holy Cross at its own 49. 2.59, second quarter in the FCS quarterfinals. Holy Cross, South Dakota State, deadlocked at 14. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back. 2.59 to go until halftime. All evened up at 14 here from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. This FCS quarterfinal is brought to you by First Bank and Trust. Let's be real. You earn, you save, you plan, and you protect. First Bank and Trust offers smart and savvy financial solutions for where you are now and where you want to go. First Bank and Trust, real banking, real easy. Member FDIC. He's Brent Bowen, former Jackrabbit offensive lineman Alex Parker to my right in the booth. I'm Tyler Merriam. Downstairs, Scotty Quaz. It's the Hefty Seed Broadcast booth. Hefty brand Freedom Series soybeans. Be free to set yield records on your farm with the protection and power of Extend Flex soybeans. A loud crowd has turned out at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Holy Cross at SDSU in a 14-14 tie. Crusaders second and nine from their own 49. Trips right, receiver left. The running back gets a fake of a handoff. Throwing left, Sluka on the ball, batted down by a leaping Stephen Orell. Jacks without Malik Lofton today, serving a one-game suspension. So Beanham and Gales, the starters. Orell, the third cornerback, came off the quarterback's left side, leaped into the air, knocked it down to set up third and nine. Crusaders are only two of five on third downs. However, they have converted twice on fourth down. They need nine to the 42 of the Jacks. SDSU three down linemen, they walk a fourth man up. Four wides for Sluka, only three man comes. Slant over the middle, knocked away. What a play by Dyshawn Gales to deny Spencer Gilliam the ball right at the sticks. Sluka made a perfect throw, but one step better was the defender. That was a three-step drop, getting the ball out of his hands quick. Gales did an unbelievable job just triggering on that and getting to the ball before the wide receiver could even really look back and make a play on it. Patrick Hogney, three-time first-team All-Patriot leaguer to punt, and the Yankee Twins are back at their own 10. Jacks were late getting a body off, and because of that, they have to burn a timeout. Jacks decided to go two Second. returners. Charge them out of the half, South Dakota State. Media timeout. And by sending the other Yankee out, they had to get a body off, and it turned out they had time to do it, but they didn't want to risk giving up the five yards that Holy Cross snapped it, so they called the timeout. We'll take it as well. 2.51 to play in the first half. Top seed South Dakota State, eighth seed Holy Cross. 14-14, we are all knotted up in the FCS quarterfinals in Brookings at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. And you are listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Welcome back, 2.51 to go until halftime from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. All tied up at 14, Holy Cross getting set, to, getting set to punt from around midfield. Football season means hunting season. 
When you're not cheering on the Jacks, hit the fields and enjoy the greatest pheasant hunting in the country. Get your license at gfp.sd.gov. So we await Holy Cross coming from its far sideline. Jacks are huddled on the near side. We believe the Crusaders are about to punt. 2.51 remains in the second quarter. Holy Cross at SDSU tied at 14. The Jacks, two field goals, a touchdown and a two-point conversion. The Crusaders, two touchdowns. And Hogney remains in the game. Senior out of New Jersey, 38 punts on the year. He has put 18 of them, nearly half, inside the 20. And right now, Jaden Yaki is the only deep man for the yellow and blue. There are 10 men at the line, and Jaden back at his own 10. Good snap, Hogney three steps, a right-footed high, end-over-end short boot, and it will be fair caught by Jaden Yaki at the 19-yard line. So a 32-yard punt. And with 2.44 remaining and one timeout, South Dakota State will begin things. They mark the nose of the football on the outer edge of the 20-yard strike. Well, again, let's see what they're going to look to try to take advantage of. They might start with trying to run a run play, and then they're going to start probably starting to take shots down the field. But again, the Jackrabbits have size advantage, Tyler. We keep going back to that, especially at the tight end position. They have the size advantage. We've seen them make a few plays today, but again, they have to go back to the well on this drive. Amar Johnson is the back. Three wides, two left, one right. Hines the tight end on the left side of the set. Three down lineman, fake of the handoff. Granowski running left, and he gets brought down from behind for a loss of one. Dan Kuznetsov, the team captain and three-time All-Patriot League defensive end, has nine and a half tackles for loss this year after bringing down Granowski for a loss of one. Clock is under 2.30 to play in the second quarter of a 14-14 tie. That was a nice pursuit by Kuznetsky from the backside, Tyler, right? You're faking the handoff to Amar. He probably should have tried to chip him so he couldn't pursue from the backside to grab Mark from the, from behind. But uh, again, the Jacks just need to kind of watch and keep an eye on him. We highlighted him in the pregame. Second and 11 Jacks at their own 19. Johnson the back, four wides, three right, one left. Four men come for Holy Cross. Gronowski throwing deep down the left sideline, incomplete for Jackson Yankee covered man for man by Devin Haskins. You have two first team all Patriot League corners and Haskins and Smith in that Holy Cross secondary as the Jacks face third and 11 with exactly two minutes left in the half. Jacks are three of seven on third downs today. If Holy Cross gets a stop, Jacks would have to punt and the Crusaders would have time and good field position. Gronowski has three wides right, one left. Johnson started as a second wide out left. Now he joins Gronowski in the backfield. It'll be a hand to Johnson running left to the 20 through one tackle, and then he gets stood up at the 24-yard line. Amar Johnson for a gain of five. The Holy Cross defense holds, and Bob Chesney will call timeout number two of the first half. Second charge from out of the half. Holy Cross, it's a 32nd timeout. And so now you have to keep in mind as the Jacks get ready to punt, this a Holy Cross team that has blocked six punts, eight kicks in all. They blocked one last week against New Hampshire. And we know the Jacks have had issues in keeping their punts clean. They've had three blocked themselves this year. So with a 151 remaining in the second quarter, the ball rests on SDSU's 24. We see Hunter Dustman for the first time today as a punter. It is Jared Kreimer, the senior out of Cincinnati. 16 returns on the year, a long of 12, waiting for it for Holy Cross. 
between the hashes at his own 31. Good snap to Dustman, rolling right, he'll get away a line drive kick, bouncing at the 45 of Holy Cross, trickles inside the 30. Kreimer running left, picked it up at the 26, and Colby Herter was there, and then just ran parallel to him and forced him out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Under the circumstances, Dustman did just what the Jackrabbits needed there, as Dustman with a punt of 47 yards. Holy Cross brought the heat, Dustman got it out. I mean, it wasn't a high-skying one, but again, he got an extra probably 15 yards off the roll and again good defensive coverage just getting the guys out of bounds and making them try to go as far uh, back or starting as far deep in their own own side of the end zone here um, again 65 yards or 85 yards or so Tyler and uh, or 80 yards excuse me minute and a half I, I let's see what the Jackrabbits will come up with 83 yards you'll get there eventually 83 excuse me tied at 14 144 second quarter Holy Cross with one timeout from its own 27 Three wides right, two lefts. Luca all by his lonesome. He'll run straight up the middle off the helmet high shotgun snap, run through Stalbert's tackle, then Large and Williamson combine on the tackle at the 32 after a pickup of five. Clock runs to a minute 30. Holy Cross almost never huddles. They usually operate at a little slower pace though. They'll pick things up here as we approach a minute 20 in the half. Three left, two right for wide receivers. Nobody in the backfield with Sluka. A deep drop, he'll throw over the middle. It is incomplete, intercepted. Jason Freeman returning it down the right sideline. He's gone! Touch down, Jackrabbits! That is how you make your first interception at the Division I level count. Little tip drill went airborne, and then, like you said, he had nothing but pasture in front of him after he secured it and ran. Sluka lobbed it a little too high. The receiver went up, and it went through his hands. Freeman was waiting on it and took it 37 yards after Asante couldn't come up with it. The extra point is good by Hunter Dustman in South Dakota State in front, 21 to 14. New Seed wants you to take advantage of this golden opportunity in the fields on your farm. Score big with canola and sunflower hybrids from New Seed. That Jackrabbit touchdown, a 37-yard pick six by Jason Freeman, powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutomall.com. The Northland Ford dealers drive summary. Well, Freeman drove it into the end zone. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. Alex Parker, that's the fourth interception Matthew Sluka has thrown all year. Just the sixth turnover by this Holy Cross team the entire season. That is incredibly uncharacteristic, but not for the Jacks. That's 16 interceptions this year, and they have had a pick in 20 of their last 21 games. Well, Tyler, sometimes it's it's nice to be lucky, right? I mean, we talked about it just a second ago. Sluka kind of put a little too much air under it, trying to get to one of his good wide receivers named Asante. Again, tip ball. Freeman was just the man in the middle there, ready to catch it and take advantage of it. But again, 
uncharacteristic play by the Holy Cross offense. 21-14 SDSU, 108 till halftime. Dustman's kick lands at the two and just did trickle into the end zone as the uh, returner, Shorter, let it go over his head. If that ball doesn't make the end zone, it's a live ball, but it's down immediately once it does hit the end zone. By the way, that's the second pick six of the year for SDSU. The other was the huge Dyshawn Gales pick six up at North Dakota back in October when the Jacks were in dire straits early in that ball game. Well, we've seen the importance of how the team feeds off of the defense, and right now we've been kind of waiting for that big player, some sort of play to kind of, you know, you know, ignite this offense, this defense, this team in general, and right there might be the uh, right might be that ignition that we needed. Crusaders first and ten at their own 25. Sluka one step, pump fake right, looks left, pump fakes, nothing there, runs up the middle, cuts out right, and he'll bulldoze his way across the 30 into Graham Spalding's hands at the 31-yard line, and then the last timeout has been called by Holy Third Cross. And final, 10 out of the half, Holy Cross. It's a 30-second timeout. So 59 seconds left in the half. Jack's a 21-14 lead. It'll be Holy Cross ball when the second half begins. But uh, certainly SDSU trying to keep it this way. And I keep going back to this. We talked about penalties and turnovers in a game like this. Two teams that have been flagged often during the course of the season. There have been no flags. Two teams that have forced a lot of turnovers and have rarely committed them. There's been one today, and that is the literal difference on the scoreboard, 21-14 SDSU. Matthew Sluka today is 4 of 10 through the air for 51 yards. He has rushed 11 times for 97 yards. Second down and three for the Crusaders from their own 32. Three receivers left and one to the right. And a running back to the right of Sluka is Oliver, a one-step. Sluka pump fakes, looks left, fakes again, steps up, slings it right side, catch made, Coker across the 40. First down, diving into Dallas Beanham's arms at the 43. It's a gain of 11. Bob Chesney, three steps on the field, yelling at his team, hurry up. 48 seconds, clock running. Holy Cross, a new set of downs from its own 43. Sluka one-step drop, looking, looking, rolling right, throws it to the near side, low and incomplete. Got rid of it to essentially stop the clock in the neighborhood of Justin Shorter, the wideout. 40 seconds to play in the half. Jacks have done a nice job keeping them in the play field, right, Tyler? Again, you can stop the clock as it goes out of bounds, uh, but right now, Holy Cross is kind of has a sense of urgency when they keep catching the ball or trying to play up the middle of the field. Second and 10, Crusaders from their own 43. Trips right, receiver left. Jacks, four men at the line, three down, then Winkleman standing up in front of the left guard. Sluka, three-step drop, surveys the field, steps up, throws right seam, catches made, breaking one tackle as Coker, Stalbert and Beanham combined to finally bring him down at the 44 of South Dakota State. 13 yards, first down, clock back in motion, 27 seconds left. Holy Cross ready to go, Sluka helmet eye snap, one step, will throw right seam, catch made, and Beanham shoves down Coker immediately. He did not get the first down, he's at the 35, clock is running, 16 seconds, 15, 14, Sluka, two wides left, two to the right. With 12, he'll take the snap, one step, throws it right side, low and incomplete behind Spencer Gilliam with eight seconds left in the half. One thing to file away, Sluka does have a history with the Hail Mary. He hit Jalen Coker with no time left in a tie game to beat FBS Buffalo earlier this year on a Hail Mary. So if Holy Cross has to throw it up to the end zone, 
we know who the man upstairs might be with, the College of Holy Cross, perhaps. This is third down and a yard. Holy Cross at the Jacks 35. Three down linemen for State. Eight seconds left, no timeouts for the Crusaders. One steps Luca, drops back further, looking, looking deep down the center, pass deflected incomplete. Stahlberg nearly intercepted it with two seconds left in the half. And here comes Derek Ng. Ng on November the 12th set a school record with a 52 yard field goal against Bryant. And this is gonna be right about the exact same distance. He's gonna have a little bit of a breeze over his right shoulder. Winds have shifted to the Northwest. So coming from where they're building the new Kurtenbach Wrestling Center. And Jaden Yonke is at the goal line to return it if it's short. Five to snap it, no timeouts. Ng is ready with two, with one. They just get it off. Placement is down. Ng's kick is on the way, and it will be short. It landed on the back line of the end zone. He needed about five more yards on it. They were trying to get Jaden to back up and catch that if it fell short. And he couldn't, he, they couldn't get his attention, and he just stood there. So they were trying to even get him to maybe catch that and make some sort of a exciting return. Well, either way, South Dakota State overcomes a sluggish start to take a seven-point lead into the locker room. On the Dakota Bank scoreboard at the half, top seed SDSU leads the eighth seed Holy Cross 21-14. to Brent Bowen with the Hogemeyer Hybrids Halftime Report. When you return to Dana J. Dykow Stadium, you're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Second half, not far away from Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings. South Dakota State 21, Holy Cross 14. Winner of this game will play Montana State. If the Jacks win, it's a semifinal rematch with the Bobcats. It would be here either Friday night at 6 o'clock or Saturday at 1 p.m. Those are the two time slots. Both are on ESPN2 television. The NCAA will let the four schools involved know later on today. Of course, the other semifinal we know is Incarnate Word, the seventh seed at third-seeded North Dakota State. The Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, John Stigelmeyer, has exited the locker room. He's standing by with the pistol. Stake stats are pretty accurate, are pretty close right now. Offensively, maybe feel like you left a few scores out there settling for field goals in that first quarter. Without a doubt, and you know that uh, when the game's close, those kind of thoughts linger. We had to put that behind us. Forget that, that just holds you back. Defensively too, okay. I mean, they've uh, they've gone to some uh, some unconventional offense there. The pop pass that got the touchdown then too. Other than a couple of big plays, okay with what you're at there doing there. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, you know, we got to control the quarterback. You know, the one quarterback run was tough, and then when he scrambles, we got we're not going to hit him hard. And you know, he had to be able to grab some cloth. Our guys will do that in second half. All right, uh, again, uh, just real close, and that's what the scoreboard says too, guys. Indeed, it does, Scotty. Appreciate you and your work there. As we. Uh, as we look here at what else is happening today, a quick acknowledgement, Brad Peterson has just hit the air from Kansas City. The SDSU women are on the road at Kansas State in Kansas City. And uh, that game starting momentarily. Brent will keep you updated on that. And then coming up later this afternoon, Al Bahi is waiting in the wings. He'll have coverage of the SDSU men's basketball team's home game against Eastern Washington. It'll be the 11th game and just the second at home this season for the SDSU men. All right, Alex Parker, first half very even, and we look here at what these two teams have done in the third quarter this year. The Jacks have outscored their opponents 109 
to 23. Holy Cross has outscored teams 116 to 53. They both have consistently won the third quarter coming out of the locker room, and no doubt that's the goal here this afternoon for both. This drive is going to be, you know, setting the expectation for the rest of the game, and most importantly, this Jackrabbit defense has done a nice job, you know, bending but not breaking. But again, that Matthew Sluka, we continue to talk about him. He's a one heck of a player, and he can do it one with his arm and two, and we've seen it today with his legs. And again, the Jacks just have to continue to hit him and kind of keep kind of cracking at that that armor they have on the offense. But again. They've done a good job, but the defense, SDSU defense, again, the depth that SDSU has across the board needs to start showing through, and that's what we talked about is Holy Cross might not have the depth, and we've started to see that from the offensive standpoint where SDSU is having these long extended drives, being able to get to the red zone. They may not have been scoring the touchdowns that we talked about, but they're moving the ball. So, again, continue to see the Jackrabbits use that physicality just to continue to wear down a defense like Holy Cross. On the other side of the ball defensively, SDSU just needs to continue to make plays and slow up the running attack by Matthew Sluka in the offense of Holy Cross. Holy Cross is in the quarterfinals for the first time in playoff school history. The Crusaders have won 12 in a row. They were eliminated by Villanova last year in the second round. That was why the Jacks went to Philadelphia after they beat Sacramento State in the second round. Meanwhile, South Dakota State, after uh, losing the opener at Iowa, have rattled off 11 consecutive wins. Bob Chesney, in his fifth year at Holy Cross, took over a program that had five of its previous six seasons sub-500. He had an average first year, then four consecutive Patriot League titles, the three-time Patriot League Coach of the Year. And John Stiglmeyer, twice Missouri Valley Coach of the Year, the 65-year-old Selby native was named earlier this week the Eddie Robinson FCS Coach of the Year. He's won 196. The only thing he hasn't done is win a national title. Jacks, white helmets, blue tops over white pants. Holy Cross, purple helmets, white tops, purple pants. Dustman will kick it off from left to right. The sun is shining brightly at Dana J. Dykal Stadium as our second half is underway. This an end-over-end kick, four yards in the end zone. Jalen Shorter's bringing it out. Right seam 10, angling left to the 15, and he'll get ridden down at the 17-yard line by Matthew Durant, along with uh, Tucker Large. Jacks had a number of men out there, Dotterman as well. Great team effort by the yellow and blue on special teams. Matthew Sluka, 11 rushes, 97 yards, 7 of 16 passing, 84 yards. And the Holy Cross offense begins from the left hash at its own 17. Jacks with Tervier, Winkleman on the outside, Sanders and Van Morrow on the interior. Stahlberg, Bach, and Freeman are the linebackers. Snap back to Sluka, handoff Peter Oliver up the middle, breaks a tackle to the 21. Gain of about, call it four for Oliver. Second down and six. Beatham and Gales the corners. Lofton not in uniform today. And the safeties are Tucker Large and Chase Norbert. 
Again, we know what Holy Cross wants to do, Tyler. They want to establish that run game using Oliver, using Sluka. Again, the Jackrabbits on the other side have been so good this year, slowing up that rushing attack. So again, it's a battle of each per each team's identity really right here. Three wides right, one left on second and six. Oliver, quick hitter up the middle, got hit, and then was able to drag Winkleman forward. Winkleman met him at about the 23, and Oliver spun. Winkleman held him, but the two finally go down together at the 26. Physical finished that run of Oliver of close to five. It'll be third and one. And Oliver just kind of paint the picture of who he is. Six foot, 220 pound running back. Again, heavy, stocky, heavy headed kind of running runner. And again, it's a heavy load to take down from the you know safeties and cornerbacks that are coming in to hit him. Crusaders were two of seven on third downs in the first half. Third and one. Purdy, the running back in motion right to left. Fake of a jet sweep up the middle. Sluka has a first down across the 30 to the 31-yard line. Adam Bach laid a big hit on him after a gain of five. We want to reiterate that. Adam Bach playing for the first time since the opening series at North Dakota on October the 22nd. He practiced all week. Defensive coordinator Jimmy Rogers telling us the All-American is looking better, doesn't have his endurance up, but we want to get him some snaps, A, because he helps us, and B, if we're lucky enough to win, we'll need him in the semifinals. First and 10, Holy Cross at its own 31, 21-14 Jacks, 13-10 third quarter. Blitz is on, play fakes Luca, rolling right, and he will get buried by Dyshawn Gales on the quarter blitz off his left side at the 25-yard line. It's a loss of six. That hurt all the way up here. Timely play call, Tyler, right? I mean, you're bringing the corner blitz. You're going to bring the other twist side on the on the far side of the defensive line, just creating confusion. When Saluka has the legs to run, you got to mess with those running lanes that he expects to have. And again, he was surprised when the cornerback came in and knocked him one. Second and 16, Crusaders at their own 25. Four wides to either side. Sluka to throw. Has time in the pocket. Now he runs up the middle to the 30. Breaks out right through a tackle 35-40. Man, is he elusive out across the 45 to the 46. That's 21 yards, and it's the first time since last year's semifinal when Tommy Malott ran for 155 for Montana State that an opposing ball carrier has eclipsed the 100-yard mark on the ground against the Jackrabbit run defense. Well, we've talked about him, how he is as much a running back as he is a quarterback, and when that defensive line separates and spreads out, and he has, you know, 15 yards of open space, he's going to trigger it and run. First to 10 Crusaders at their own 46, two wides right, two tight ends in the game. Oliver up the middle on the handoff out near midfield. Zach Wilson, the junior defensive end from Chipley, Florida, on the tackle after a four-yard gain. It'll be second and six, 11-39 third quarter. Sun shining on a cool day here in Brookings. Wind has picked up a little bit. We're in the FCS quarterfinals. The winner will play Montana State next weekend for the right to go to Frisco. Jacks 21, Crusaders 14. Holy Cross in that sugar huddle of sorts, looking over to the far side as the play gets signaled in. Crusaders 13 to snap it, two wides right, two tights left, one and up back. Now motioning left to right, Phoenix Dixon the up back. He shifts back to the left, high snaps, Luca Corrales looks left, pump fakes, looks around, dancing in the pocket, runs up the middle, looking for room off the left side, cuts right to the 45, 44, 43, and Sluka able to work his way for a first down inside the SDSU 43. So Sluka for close to eight, he just never gives up on the play, and he's able to find the seam slithering through traffic. And Alex, how about the wall? That offensive wall that uh, Heldacross has got multiple times 
times a day. We see it just, he's got all kinds of time. He does. Well, again, defensive line, you cannot rush upfield and give him those lanes to run. We've seen what happens when that happens. So then the Jacks now don't want to come too far upfield, which then creates that wall, Scotty. And then again, when he decides to run, he's already got about four or five steps on these guys and can fall forward for a first down. From the Jacks, 42, first to 10. Snap to Sluka. Hand Peter Oliver up the middle, 40, 39, near the 38. Oliver for about four, one of 15 that have been named finalists for the Campbell Trophy. One of the most prestigious in the FCS. That award goes to somebody who excels on the field, in the classroom, and in the community. Oliver gains four as this drive has been over five minutes for Holy Cross. Jacks a 21-14 lead under the 10-minute mark of the third quarter. Two wides right. Double tights right as well. Now motioning right to left, Dixon. He'll shift back to the right, the other tight end. High snaps, Luca comes up with it, fakes the handoff, running left, breaks the tackle, 35-30, angling left, 20, 15, 10, stiff arm inside the five as Gales rode with him and took him out of bounds near the one. And a flag came down at the end of the play, it would appear. They're marking the quarterback, Sluka, at the two-yard line. Face mask, number five, defense. That penalty's enforced half the distance to the goal from the end of the run. First down, Holy Cross. So that's our first actual penalty of the game outside of a kick out of bounds, and it's a one-yard infraction because Sluka went out at the two after a 36-yard gain, and it's first and goal from the one. Well, again, no trickery on these plays. They are simply letting Sluka make the decision to either hand the ball off to the running back or take it the opposite direction. And when the Jacks collapse to one side, Sluka has wide open running lane. Up back either side, deep back in the game, and it's a handoff and nowhere to go for Peter Oliver as the Jacks tripped him up in the backfield. Boy, they pursued well. Peyton Schaefer came breaking through from that linebacker spot. Haven't seen him much today. Jared Dupree grabbed his shoelaces, which helped him topple over. Yeah, there were a number of jacks back there. I think the priest was the first man there, like you said, Scotty. 9.20, clock running in the third, 21-14 SDSU. Somehow, Oliver got back to the line of scrimmage. So it's second down and goal at the one. Two receivers wide right. Up back and tight end to the right as well. Oliver to the left of the QB, Matthew Sluka. Second and goal from the one left hash. Helmet high snap, hand to Oliver up the middle, diving into the end zone. Holy Cross scores. And the Crusaders are within an extra point with 8.59 remaining in quarter number three. Boy, what a drive to start this second half by Holy Cross. I mean, Tyler, that's impressive. Six-minute drive, you're just going to do what you wanted to do, really. And they, they didn't have to really pass the ball, right? They, go, they went back to their bread and butter, which is running the ball, and they were just mixing it up with going with Oliver. And then that one-two punch of bringing in Sluka. And Sluka is that big play machine that we've seen him just break runs. They've done a great job just doing what they want. Derek Ng for the extra point off the Hogney hold is good as it lands on the snow-covered rooftop of the Dykow Student Athlete Center on the north end of Dana J. Dykow Stadium. The one-yard touchdown run by Peter Oliver, his eighth of the year, caps an 11-play, 83-yard drive. The Northland Ford Dealers drive summary covered five minutes and 56 seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can see for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. We are tied for the second occasion this afternoon, 8.59 in the third. SDSU, Holy Cross, even at 21. This is Jack Rabbit football from Learfield.
8.59 to go in the third quarter, all tied up at 21. What a drive for the Crusader offense to start the second half. Farming demands well-built equipment. Kubota equipment that's proven for over a century. Tractors rated number one in durability and owner experience. Hay tools backed by a two-year warranty and sidekick vehicle utility vehicles where durability meets speed. And productive SSV skiers. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. So what a drive to start this second half by the Holy Cross Crusaders. And we're tied at 21. As the Jacks await this kickoff of Derek King. Jaden Yonke, Landon Wolf hanging around inside their own 15. This is short end over end kick. It'll be Jaden Yonke, right seam 15, 20, up the middle 25, bounces off a of tackle 30, and Jaden Yonke is out to the 32 yard line. So South Dakota State's first possession of the third quarter emanates from their own 32-yard line. The quarterback, Mark Gronowski, 5 of 12 through the air for 98 yards. Isaiah Davis, 12 rushes, 77 yards. Davis's 30th career touchdown in the first half, one of just eight Jackrabbits in school history to reach that mark. Mike Morgan lines up to the right of Gronowski as an up back. Davis is behind him. Kraft will shift out from his tight end position to a wide out along the right numbers. Snap back Gronowski. He'll follow Morgan as a lead blocker. Stutter step, break through a crowd at the 35 and barely get brought down. Hanging on for dear life was Kuznetsov at the bottom of that pile to make sure that Gronowski didn't break it any further. It's a pickup of four. Nice job on Mark, just letting those blocks kind of set themselves up, again, getting behind your fullback. But again, that, that offensive line, get hat on hat, get their double teams moving. And again, you see five yards going when you can just, you know, let those blocks line up, right? That's the biggest, most important piece is don't try to outrun those blocks. Let that happen. Let the 605 Hogs establish their position on this defensive line. Garrett Greenfield, Mason McCormick, Gus Miller, Evan Berenson, John O'Brien. Jack shift, Gronowski left. They'll snap to Davis, who fakes the pitch to Gronowski, runs up the middle, spins through a tackle, trying to throw a stiff arm, but Holy Cross able to hold him up as he ran parallel to the line of scrimmage right at the 38-yard line. So Davis for nada. It'll be third down and four as we come up on the midway point of the third quarter in this FCS quarterfinal. And the Jacks and the Crusaders of the College of the Holy Cross tied at 21. Jacks in a huddle with the sun shining down on the soy-based field turf. Gronowski claps his hands with his teammates. He'll send Jackson Yonke wide left. Landon Wolf, Jaden Yonke, and Tucker Kraft trips right. And Davis the back to the left. Now Kraft motions right to left. Gronowski claps his hands. Three-step drop. Swings it left to Davis in space. He'll cut right. Cut back left. Dive shy of the first down. But Tucker Kraft appeared to be holding the corner John Smith out in space. Multiple flags. Davis is two yards shy of the mark to gain anyway. So Holy Cross may decline this, but it was an obvious holding Illegal space. block in the back, number 85. Offense, it's a 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Replay third down. Hey, I don't know if I necessarily agreed with that because it was, he was in blocking him, and so the continuation when Tucker was just basically, you know, tossing him out, they gave him the block in the back. Well, Bob Chesney just relayed to the official. Initially, they were going to mark it off. Now Chesney is walking off to the numbers, trying to confirm where the spot is here on the penalty and whether he wants to accept this infraction or not. You're going to decline the penalty. They initially accepted it, 
correction. That penalty is declined to be fourth down. Well, Chesney, I'll tell you what, he is uh, he's very active on the far sidelines. So and when I say that, normally you see coaches that stay on that white stripe. Chesney is almost always on the hash marks a yard in front of it, and he'll come out three, four steps onto the field. And there's nothing uh, angry about it. That's just he's very into the game, very emotional. So SDSU will indeed punt. Hunter Dustman, second time today. Dustman at his own 23. Remember, Holy Cross has blocked six punts this year. Wobbly snap, Dustman running to the right, comes up with it, three steps, right-footed high boot. It's Wobbly, lands at the 22, started to bounce backwards, and Colby Herter on the run came up with it off the hop to down. So we step aside with 7.02 remaining. After a 39-yard punt, 7.02 third quarter, SDSU 21, Holy Cross 21. This is Jack Rabbit football for Blairfield. 7.02 to go in the third quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Holy Cross with the ball on their own 23, looking to take the lead here on the road in the FCS quarterfinals. Mustang Seeds is a family-owned seed company that will provide you with quality seed and leading genetics. To learn more, visit mustangseeds.com. Before we get you with this Holy Cross drive, let's pause 10 seconds to allow station identification. You're listening to South Dakota State Football. This is WNAX Yankton. Check out the impressive capability of the Ford F-150 at buyfordnow.com. Tyler Merriam, Alex Parker, Brent Bowen up here in the Hefty C broadcast booth. Scotty Quaz down on the field. Hefty brand Freedom Series soybeans. Be free to set yield records on your farm with the protection and power of Extend Flex soybeans. 7.02 third quarter. Tied at 14 earlier in the game. Now we are tied at 21. The Jackrabbits and Isaiah Davis touchdown run. Two Hunter Dustman field goals and a pick six by Jason Freeman. Davis also has a two-point run. Holy Cross, a Peter Oliver touchdown run tied it earlier in this quarter. Matthew Sluka, a long run. And then Tyler Purdy, the running back, threw a 27-yard touchdown pass to Sean Morris, the tight end for Holy Cross. It's been a boisterous group of fans in the stands. Still has some snow in it, most empty by over 100 volunteers yesterday. From their own 23, the Crusaders take over first and 10. Jack's four down lineman, snap to Sluka, rolling to the right, looking to throw. Stops, looks left, looks back right, throws that way. Ayer Asante, the wide receiver on the far boundary, made the catch. He was tugged out of bounds by Dayton McGoy. And when I say tugged, McGoy grabbed his shirt tail and literally held on to it as Asante ran a couple of yards up the field. Safe to say that shirt will not survive the rest of the day. He has a bit of an unserviceable jersey right now because it took half for the number one from the front of his jersey completely off. It was a first down to the 33 of Holy Cross. 6.30 third quarter, we're tied at 21. One wide to either side. Snap backs Luca, handoff. Peter Oliver started right, then tried to go back left because he felt the pursuit of Winkleman coming. Couldn't get away from the all-conference defensive end out of Marshall, Minnesota, one-yard gain. Second down and nine coming up. The Jackrabbits, Reese Winkleman, Caleb Sanders, Ryan Van Morrow, and also Kate Tervere up front. Dayton McGoy, Savion Williamson, Jason Freeman, the linebackers. It is Steven Orell and Dallas Beanham, the corners. Colby Herter and Tucker Large, the safeties. 
Second and nine, Crusaders. Three wides all to the left. Jacks show a blitz, come with six. Luca, quick throw over the middle. Catch made by Spencer Gilliam, the wide receiver. Large brings him down about a half a yard short of the sticks, it would appear, at the 42 and a half. Jacks tried to bring that slot blitz kind of look with that, that linebacker, which leaves open that quick slant for the wide receiver to get there. And Sluka does a good job when he can just doesn't have to really think much about where the ball's going, Tyler. One, two step, and then let it go. He's been putting it right on the mark, right into the chest of those wide receivers. The official on the far side didn't signal first down initially, then changed his mind and gave it to the Crusaders. 10-yard pickup. So it's first and 10, 43 of their own. High snaps, Luca has it, running up the middle to the 45, and he's ankle tackled there. Three other Jackrabbits come into the fold after the initial hit around the ankles by Jared DePriest, the Illinois native. So second down and eight. We're under five minutes to play in the third. If the Jacks win, they host Montana State in a semifinal rematch. If Holy Cross wins for its 13th consecutive W, it would go to Bozeman and reach the semis for the first time. Trips left, running back Peter Oliver, 11 carries, 32 yards to the right of Sluka, who has gained 163 on the ground. On second and eight, snap to Sluka, letter high, fakes a handoff of the middle, running right, and the Jacks are there. First man on the scene was Savion Williamson, and the convoy arrived, it's no game. And it sets up third and eight, Holy Cross at its own 45. That might have been the best play the defense has had against a run by Sluka, right? It was Savion starting that from the middle linebacker position, just getting upfield and redirecting him again. A few more steps towards the sideline, and then they corral him in with those safeties and cornerbacks that can fill in. But again, Sluka is just so good at being elusive and not getting taken out by the first guy. Being able to slow him up and let the caravan come through is very important. Two wides left, two more to the right on third and eight. Snap back, Sluka, three-step drop, looking right, looking right, dancing back, feeling the rush, takes off right, pump fakes, runs up the middle, first down, 45, jukes past a defender, 40, and sidewinds his way to the 38 of South Dakota State. 17 yards of wizardry work on the ground from Matthew Sluka, who has 180 rushing yards on 20 attempts today. Put that one on a highlight there, because how many guys had him within a grasp just so close, and that elusiveness is difficult. 320, third quarter, 21-21 tie in the FCS quarterfinals. From the 38 of the Jacks, two wides left, two wides right. In the gun, Sluka takes the shotgun snap. He'll hand it off, running left, Tyler Purdy, and he got brought down maybe a half a yard shy of the line of scrimmage by the combination of Winkleman and Sanders. The Jack continue to bottle up the run game from the running back position, but Scotty, like you just said, the elusiveness by Sluka is just something else, and it's just difficult to keep, you know, kind of get your hand on him, and once you do, how do you actually hold him up and slow him up? It's been very difficult. 14 rushes, 24 yards by Holy Cross players not named Matthew Sluka. Sluka has 19 for 180. Second down and 11. Snap back out of the shotgun. Sluka looking right, looking left. He'll dump it off near side, making the catch out of the backfield, Tyler Purdy. And brought down left numbers at the 33-yard line by Steven Orell and Dayton McGoy from his linebacker spot. Call it a gain of six, third and five, Holy Cross going into what win there is. 
210 third quarter we're tied at 21. Well, Tyler that last play I consider that a win by the Jackrabbit defense right they were able to corral Sluka into the pocket and he just had to dump it off for a six yard gain to a running back I mean that was a good job good protection nice job by the defensive line just keeping him in the pocket three wides two right one left Oliver the back to the right of Sluka Sluka will give to Oliver up the middle a nice hole he got tripped dove forward to the 29 and did he get the first down or not yes he fell forward to the 29 and the official on the far side wasn't sure the official on the near side said move the sticks to the 28. A favorable spot as Oliver fell forward and a holy cross first down. As he was falling down, he stretched forward. The question is, where was his knee down? John Stigelmeyer working over the linesman on the near side. As Holy Cross, first to 10 from the Jacks, 28. We're tied at 21, a minute 20 left in the third. Snapbacks, Luca, hand to Oliver up the middle, bounced off a tackle, tried to spin forward, but gets held up at the 26 of SDSU after a two-yard pickup. Holy Cross continues to try to kind of pound the rock right there in the sense of just power, 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 and they've run that probably every single uh, drive, every single series that they have within that. And again, they started off first and 10. They run with power. Second play, they're going to probably try to run it again. Third play, they're going to let Sluka go with his go with his legs. So they just it's like clockwork right now with what Holy Cross has done on offense. Crusaders have outgained the Jacks 133 to six in this quarter. On second and eight, play fakes. Luca wants to throw, breaks away from a sack, throws over the middle, and it's dropped by Jalen Coker on the left seam at the 20. He was wide open, could have turned up field and easily had a first down. He could not hang on to Sluka's pass, and it sets up a third down and eight. I mean, you don't see those mistakes out of Coker all year. He's been kind of Mr. Steady for the, that offense, and again, Sluka gets away from one defender and is able to kind of sideline like a shortstop to Coker. Just unfortunate that he couldn't come up with the ball. Third and eight from the Jacks, 26. Three down linemen. SDSU walks two more to the line. And now Sluka audibleizing after he receives a new signal from the far sideline. Play clock is at four. Purdy motions out of the backfield to his right. Blitz is on. Sluka runs up the middle. Jukes passed one. Couldn't get away from a second as he dove. Freeman brought him down at the 22-yard line. It's a four-yard gain. It's fourth and four upcoming. And Holy Cross does not have to snap this football. It could let the third quarter run out. There's 15 on the game clock, 27 on the play clock. But Holy Cross is lined up and ready. Three wides right, one left. It's fourth and four at the 22. Game clock is at two. It is at one. Motioning right to left, the receiver shorter, and the clock is run out on the third quarter of play. So after three on the Dakota Bank scoreboard in the FCS quarterfinals, South Dakota State and Holy Cross are tied at 21. A fourth and four at the 22-yard line of South Dakota State. When you return, this is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back to the start of the fourth quarter from Dana J. Dykow Stadium. A fourth and four upcoming for the Crusaders inside of Jackrabbit territory in a tie game. Blue is freedom to choose the doctors you want. Blue is affordable with plans to fit your budget because Blue is Medicare Advantage from Walmart Advantage Health Plan. Get all-in-one plans with the confidence of being covered by Walmart. Find the plan right for you at walmart.com slash touchdown. Congratulations to Jackrabbit Nation. This is the first time in school history that 100,000 fans throughout the course of the year have turned out 
to support the football team in home games. And South Dakota State's crowd today, 6,549, witnessing a good one. The Jackrabbits and the Crusaders knotted up at 21. Holy Cross dominated that third quarter. A 351 to 214 total advantage in yards. And Holy Cross facing a fourth down and four. Left hash at the 22 yard line. Scotty, Holy Cross with this change at the end of the quarter is able to now, if it wants to kick a field goal, have the wind at its back rather than going into it. Yeah, it's more of a northwesterly breeze that's coming over the top, if you will, of the S-Jack there in the student athlete center there. And it's gonna be kicking right into the band here and it's maybe not as bad down here, but yeah, you will have it to your back a little bit. Holy Cross in that third quarter, 23 plays, 137 yards. The Jackrabbits, three plays, six yards. And Matthew Sluka, 20 rushes, 184 yards for the quarterback, who has had four scrambles of 15-plus yards. Holy Cross is sending Derek Ng on to try a tie-breaking field goal. The snap from Jack McCauley. Patrick Hockney to hold. Left hash, 39-yard try towards the south uprights. Snap is good. Placement is good. Ng's kick. It has the distance, but he hooked it wide left. And so Holy Cross, all those yards in the third quarter, all of that time of possession, and only seven points to show for those two exhausting drives, as Ng is 0 for 2 today. Jackrabbit offense has to put together a sustained drive right now. This defense has been on the field a lot this second half, and so they need to start getting this thing figured out on the offensive side, start sustaining some drives, and start getting those three to four yards stay ahead of the chains, Tyler. 14.56 remains, South Dakota State 21, Holy Cross 21. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. 14.56 to go here on the fourth quarter, a crucial missed field, field goal from 39 yards by Holy Cross, and South Dakota State takes over in a tie game on their own end. The Jackrabbit app is your home for all things SDSU athletics. You can access your ticket account, earn rewards from local businesses, plus in-game updates and live audio and video. Visit gojacks.com slash app and download the Jackrabbit app on your mobile device right now. 13 play, 55 yards, seven minute drive and Holy Cross can't score. So the Jacks from their own 22, a first and 10. Mark Gronowski takes a letter high snap, play action fake, looking deep. He'll throw to the near side to a wide open Jaden Yonke who makes the catch and runs out of bounds at the 41 yard line. Had Yonke been able to turn up field, he gains another 15. The way it is, it's 19 yards and the first, first Dakota first down in over an hour of actual time. And that's where it starts, right? Get one positive play. They actually flex Tucker Craft out, go one on one with a cornerback. Yankee was wide open coming across the middle. They tried to run a little bit of zone, and they just lost him for a great, you know, 20-yard play. Three wides, two right, one left. Davis the back to the right of Gronowski. Three down linemen for Holy Cross. Give to Davis, up the middle, 45 midfield. 45, breaks a tackle to the 42, to the 41, and he's finally down there. Jake Reichwein, the defensive end, ran him down. After 18 more yards, Isaiah Davis 96 on 15 attempts this afternoon. We know what the Jackrabbit offense wants to do. They want to run the ball, right? And so if you can get that defense to soften up in the box, you give Isaiah Davis a chance. And by able to go deep to the Yankees, to the Tucker Crafts, you're able to give Isaiah more of a chance going between the tackles. 
13.52 remains in the FCS quarterfinals. SDSU and Holy Cross tied at 21. At the Crusader, 41, first and 10. Davis behind Gronowski. Hand to Davis, running left, 40 to the 35, and he falls forward just shy of the 33 of Holy Cross. That's eight more for Davis, who now is over 100 yards today in 11 playoff games, Alex. Davis has rushed for 100 on seven of them. Well, again, just he's a machine from the backfield there. And if you give him a chance right there, Evan Bernstein did a great job pulling around on power. Just give him a chance to get four steps in the ground, and you're going to see positive plays, and you're going to see those six, seven, eight yards of crack uh, when he has those opportunities to open up. Amar Johnson, the back to the right of Gronowski on second and three. They'll fake it to him. Gronowski looking left, looking left, hit as he throws, and he overthrows. Jackson Yonke incomplete. And Gronowski is holding his right hand along his stomach just above the belt line on the bottom of the first of the two ones on his jersey as he got popped as he released that football. So we watched the replay of it after the play fake. And he took a hard hit, but it was a vertical hit. He didn't get knocked down, but Reichwein hit him strong, and then Gronowski was feeling the wrath afterwards. This is a big play, 13-0-2, third quarter, tied at 21. It's third and three jacks at the Crusader 34. Two tights right, two wides right. Davis the deep back, they'll give it to him. Starts up the middle, cuts right, breaks out first down inside the 30. Literally shucking tacklers to the 25-yard line of Holy Cross. Davis broke free at the end. The fans went nuts, but the whistles had already blown, which is why Holy Cross had stopped. Jacks are on a, a wide power of look, right? I mean, they had the two tight ends, Hines and Kraft, motion over to the right-hand side. They had the numbers. Then you pull around Mason McCormick, and you're adding another big body over there. And again, you give uh, Isaiah Davis a chance, and he's going to find some, some running room to make it. And you had Mason McCormick actually pulling him up the, up the field. So great run, great play call. New meaning to the term pulling guard. First and 10, Jacks at the Crusader 25. Kraft in motion left to right. Gronowski gives to Davis, running right. He'll cut left, lower his shoulder down to the Crusader 20. Five more for Isaiah Davis, 117 yards on 17 attempts for the Joplin native, who is about to become the ninth best rusher yardage-wise in school history. He'll check out Amar Johnson comes in as we are under the 12-minute mark, Alex, with a 21-21 tie on the scoreboard. Well, this is what we hope for in this, in this drive. Tyler start taking up some of that time of possession. Holy Cross has really done a nice job establishing their run game. Jacks now are starting to figure out their run game, attacking the edges, getting to the outside there, and letting Isaiah Davis and the other running backs take advantage. Three tight ends in the game. The only wide out, Jackson Yonke to the left. And as Gronowski took the snap, whistles and flags before the snap. Hines took a little uh, stutter step there. The snap, ball start, Brady seven. Offense, five yard penalty, still second down. Just the second penalty of the day on South Dakota State. So far this drive, they've done a nice job staying ahead of the chains, you know, keeping that three to four yards every play. Right now when you get to second down uh, in 10, makes it a little more difficult. Maybe you start seeing if they're going to try to throw the ball or they're just going to try to get half of it back so they can stay within, you know, reach of that first down. Second and 10, Jacks, right hash at the Crusader, 25. Johnson motions out of the backfield, blitzes on. Gronowski hangs in, throws it right side, Tucker Kraft, and he breaks two tackles inside the 20, lowering his shoulder, and Tucker Kraft with a first Dakota first down of ridiculous lengths to the 13-yard line of Holy Cross. 12 
12 get out of here yards on the catch and run by the All-American out of Timberlake. Been a quiet couple of weeks for 85 there and the uh, ignited the crowd reminded us uh, he's pretty good. Nice I was going to that wasn't quiet. It was a nice little rub route combination, right? You had a wide receiver and Tucker Craft kind of rub against each other, get those defenders off of one another. And when you give Tucker Craft a couple steps, that is a armored tank coming at you. Eighth play of the drive. It's covered 65 yards. Jacks first and 10 from the Holy Cross 13. 10.45 to play at a 21 all tie. Gronowski claps his hands, takes a shotgun snap, but we have a flag. Right the snap. Ball start. Number 78. Offense. Five-yard penalty. Still first down. It's John O'Brien, the right tackle. The winner of this game meets Montana State in one semifinal next week, either Friday night or Saturday afternoon, it would be in Brookings should the Jacks win a rematch of last year's semi. Jacks huddle up after the infraction, first and 15, traveling towards the north end zone and the Dykow Student Athlete Center at the 18. Kraft and Hines, two tight ends, shift from left to right. The two Yankees are both wide left, Davis behind Gronowski who claps his hands once, a second time. Fake to Davis, rolling to the left. Gronowski backs up, throws incomplete near side. Pressure was coming, everyone was covered, and he threw it over the head of Kraft intentionally out of bounds. 10-15 remaining. Jackrabbits settled for three field goals in the first quarter as the Holy Cross defense stood up. They made two, missed one, did Dustman. Holy Cross took a 14-6 lead. The Jacks, a long drive, converted a two-point conversion, tied the game. Jason Freeman, a pick six just before halftime, gave the Jacks a 21-14 lead. Holy Cross dominated the third quarter but missed a field goal, and we're tied at 21. 10-15 left. From the 18 of Holy Cross, second and 15. Fake to Davis, throw left side. Jackson Yankee makes the catch at the 10. Spins through a tackle, backing his way in. Touch down, Jackrabbits. Jackson Yankees 22nd career receiving touchdown has South Dakota State in front with 10.08 to play. Well, what a play, right? Play action. You'd expect the Jacks to run the ball like they've continuously done, but instead pull the ball out, quick trigger it over to Jaden Yankee for a touchdown. Again, quick plays, get him into the play playmaker's hands. The extra point is up and it is good by Hunter Dustman. Jackson Yankee with the 18-yard touchdown reception from Mark Gronowski. Don't do that to me, Parker. You scared me. It's powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutomall.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive summary. Nine plays, 78 yards, four minutes, and 48 seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at buyfordnow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. 10.08 remains, South Dakota State 28, Holy Cross 21. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back, 10.08 to go in the fourth quarter from Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. The Jackrabbits take the lead off of a Mark Ronowski to Jackson Yankee connection. It's 28-21 in favor of the yellow and blue. This FCS quarterfinal matchup is brought to you by First Premier Bank and Premier Bank Card. For all your financial needs, choose a company that's locally grown and nationally known. Premier, invested in you. And a quick update from Kansas City. South Dakota State women's basketball leads Kansas State 21-19 
The Wildcats are a nationally ranked program at 24 in the AP poll. Let's see if the women can pull out another win against a ranked opponent. Couple of other notes, we told you Yankee, that was touchdown catch number 22 of his career. He passes Dallas Goddard for sixth in school history. Mark Gronowski has 35 career passing touchdowns. He's ninth in school history, but that's his 20th of the year. He is only the sixth quarterback to ever play for the yellow and blue to complete 20 passing touchdowns in a season. 10.08 remains, Dustman will kick off. He'll do it from right to left. Jalen Shorter and Quentin Gregory are the two deep men. And Dustman has put four of the five into the end zone, although Holy Cross did return one out of there. Lie drive, side winding kick, and it will bounce at the 15 and go out of bounds. Free kick out of bounds on the kicking team. Bobby plays at the 35-yard line. First down, Holy Cross. Great field position for Holy Cross, particularly when you consider that each team might only have one drive left with the way we're playing right now. We only got 10-08 to play. And the expectation is, you know, Holy Cross is going to stick to what has been working, right? They're going to start with a run with the running back. Then they're going to drop back. Let's Luke decide if he's going to run the ball or try to, you know, bury it into one of those short routes. And then third down. Probably going to be the Sluka show. So again, Jackrabbit defense needs to step up and take away that run game from Sluka and make them one-dimensional, make Sluka throw the ball. Hicks, DePriest, Williams, and Johnson the front four. Stallbird, Williamson, Freeman the linebackers. It is Gales along with Orell at the corners. The safeties, Large and Herter. Sluka out of the shotgun from his own 35. Fakes the handoff to Oliver, follows him as a lead block, and Gales from the cornerback position off Sluka's right comes up to make the tackle near the right numbers at the 39. That's a four-yard gain for Sluka. Dyshawn Gales has really had a complete game defensively today at that cornerback position. He's done a great job just getting off those wide receiver blocks, just overpowering those men, and then trying to set the edge. And he's done a great job, like you said. He's, he's come up time and time again to at least corral Sluka to where those linebackers and, the, and those other players can come through and make the tackle. Four tackles, one for a loss, and a breakup today through the air for Gales. Second and six, Holy Cross at its own 39. One wide, one tight either side. Sluka will look to run. Bust off the right side, 40-45, and he's just ankle tackled by a diving Savion Williamson into Jackrabbit territory at the 49 of SDSU. That is 12 yards. Sluka, very patient, just kind of jaunted his way near the line of scrimmage, then quickly cut around the right edge. And 6'3", 215, he is a load. Can't leave those inside running lanes, and the Jacks did a great job, you know, plugging all those up. But then again, Sluka's athletic ability and ability to just let those plays develop, get on the outside, and nobody was really there to, to meet him. 200 rushing yards for Sluka today. Nine minutes left. Jack's a 28-21 lead. Holy Cross at the South Dakota State 49, first and 10. Sluka waiting on the shotgun. Helmet high snap comes. Fakes a handoff. Throws it left side. Justin Shorter at Tucker Large in space is able to shuck him out of bounds at the 44. It is a five-yard gain. And here comes a fresh line for South Dakota State. Tervier, Van Morrow, and Sanders and Winkleman all coming back. Nice job on Tucker Large's part. That's a one-on-one -on -one play with a speedy wide receiver and just being able to get in front of him and run alongside him and get him to force him out of bounds because nobody was behind him if he were not to let that if he were to let that go past him. Sluka is 11th 100-yard rushing game of his career. 
He's the quarterback on second and five at the Jacks 44. One receiver either side, blitzes on. Sluka running up the middle, lowers his shoulder to the 40, fell forward to the 39-yard line. This will be a first down, five-yard gain for Sluka. 8-11 remains. Jacks 28, Crusaders 21. The winner meets Montana State in the semifinal next weekend. Montana State, similar type of offense as Holy Cross, right? They've got that dual threat quarterback look, so the Jacks need to continue to get better at uh, slowing up this quarterback run game. Yeah, they got to find a way to get through this one yep. first. Yep. Two wides right, up back right. In the game, Oliver is the running back to the left of Sluka on first and ten. Fake to Oliver, Sluka running left, trying to get around the corner. He does. He is run down by the linebacker Williamson along the far boundary at the 34 of South Dakota State. It is a five-yard gain for Sluka, who is up to 210 yards on 20 five attempts regardless of how this game ends there may be as much purple on the skin of Sluka from all the bumps and bruises as there is on his uniform you know and whether that's inside run with Sluka or outside he's been able to get to the edge and just again letting blocks develop and he's able to outrun those flankers and those wide linebackers that are out there on the edges Second and five at the Jacks, 34. They head towards the south end zone. Blitz is coming. Sluka feeling the rush, and he gets away from one man, about to get sacked, nearly made a disastrous decision, then finally just put the football into his chest as he collapses in a sea of blue back near the 47-yard line. It's exciting to see, right? The Jacks brought the blitz. They finally got home. They got that pressure. And again, just the different variations of how guys were getting there. Sluka had no option to get out of that. You had... You had Williamson coming through the middle at linebacker. Then you had the defensive ends corralling on the outside, and he had no option but to try to go down. And like you said, could have had a timely, costly situation as he tried to throw the ball as he was getting kind of wrapped up. Loss of 13. It's third at about 18. Five wide, Sluka drops to throw, and you can't even hear the whistles on the false start because of how loud it is at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Crowd is half, ball start, number 69, offense, This place is nowhere near capacity, and yet it's loud enough to generate goosebumps. This is unbelievable. And this is the impact Jackrabbit Nation can make should things continue to next week. Ryan Van Marl officially credited with that sack. Holy Cross now at its own 48. It needs the 29 of the Jacks, so this is third and 23. Trips left, receiver right. Three down linemen for SDSU. Matthew Sluka, a deep drop, looking left, throws a ball to the left side that's incomplete. In and out of the hands of Justin Shorter. Dallas Beanham was there on the coverage and may have even gotten a piece of it. And with 5.55 remaining and a seven-point Jackrabbit lead, Holy Cross will punt from just on its own side of midfield. Well, we talked about how this team as in general and this, the, the, the crowd that's here, they feed off the defense, and you can just feel the buzz and the energy come alive when the defenders start making plays and Holy Cross is starting to make mistakes. And so, again, Jackrabbit defense is really what's the heart, heart and soul of this team, and you can see it happening right now. Hogney, three steps, a right foot line drive kick. Jaden Yonke catches it on the run of the 17, running left 20, 25, and he runs through a tackle out to the 32. A 15-yard return, Liam Anderson, the star linebacker, making the tackle after a 26-yard punt. 
5.45 remains in the FCS quarterfinals. Top seed South Dakota State, a 28-21 lead over Holy Cross, and the Jacks will have the football when you return to Dana J. Dykal Stadium. This is Jack Rabbit football for Blairfield. 5.45 to go here in the fourth quarter. South Dakota State with the seven-point lead and the ball. This FCS quarterfinal is brought to you by the South Dakota Farm Borough. Some of us grew up playing with tractors. The lucky ones still do. Farmers and ranchers are providing safe, affordable food for your table. So thank you, farmers. There is a young man who can't be more than about 10 years old uh, on what I believe is his daddy's shoulders, and he has taken off his Jackrabbit jersey. You see who that is. Isn't that Fritzy? It's got to be Fritz. That's Fritz. <laughs> Matt Fritz. Anyway, he, he had it, taken his shirt off, and so bare-chested, spinning his shirt above his head, and Jackrabbit fans in attendance loving it. Yep, he, he, that kid's already uh, you know, going scholarship here. Jacks at their own 32. Davis in to the left of Gronowski, two wides right, hand to Davis, stretch play, right side 35, cuts left 40, and he drug a man just across the 40. It's about an eight-yard gain for Davis. Great misdirection. You actually pulled the right tackle in center to the left side of the, the ball as Isaiah Davis went to the right side. So again, just trying to put in some wrinkles here to where the Holy Cross defense has to think a little bit. And when you do that, you get some success out of that with Isaiah Davis having a few extra steps to run with no, uh, no defenders in his face. Holy Cross had given up 202 rushing yards in the last four games total. The Jacks are at 163 right now. Second and two Jacks right at the 40 of its own. Three wides, two left, one right. Gronowski takes the letter I snap, gives to Davis up the middle, looking for room, breaking out left first down. Boy, he's got green, 50, 45, 40. Let's see, what a stiff arm inside the 35. Davis is using and abusing the College of the Holy Cross. I don't know if I've ever seen a stiff arm like that, and Isaiah Davis was setting that one up from the beginning, and if only he had one extra half step, he probably could have taken that all the way to the end zone. You know why you've never seen it? If you do that on the street, you get arrested. That's that's not a stiff arm. That's a He got Davis. <laughs> that's 27 yards that's for Isaiah Davis, the longest rush of the day for the Jackrabbits. Well, let's just talk about that play. It was supposed to go to the right side, and Davis kind of got muddled up and took it all the way to the left side and was able to break free around the right left side. From the 33 of the Crusaders, play fake Gronowski, throwing it deep down the left seam, and Tucker Kraft unable to make the catch. He was covered very well by Dante Bolden, the linebacker. And I'm not going to say that Bolden thought it was pass interference, but as soon as the ball fell to the ground, he turned and stared down the official and waited and waited and waited and waited, and then finally allowed himself to breathe at second and 10. Well, Zach Hines again turned around to the quarterback to catch the ball, and Bolden did not stop that pursuit and went right through the, 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 try, the try of the reception. So again, and never looked back for the football whatsoever. 28-21 Jackrabbits. 4-14 remains. SDSU a second and 10 at the Crusader 33. Two wides right, double tights right. Gronowski, screen right side, Jaden Yonke, 30. Cuts left to the 25 and dives inside the 24-yard line. It'll be third and about a yard as this clock goes under four minutes to play in the FCS quarterfinals. Well, big plays coming out on first downs, third, second downs, right? Getting yourself in really manageable positions on third down makes it difficult for the defense to really pick and choose what exactly they think SDSU offense is going to do. So being able to 
you know, make a few chip plays, five, six, seven, eight yards at a crack. Uh, very, very beneficial to the Jackrabbit offense. Isaiah Davis has rushed 19 times for 152 yards and a touchdown. He's behind Mark Gronowski in a pistol on third and one at the Crusader 24. Two tights left, one to the right. Snap back Gronowski, hand to Davis, up the middle, lowering his shoulder, falling forward, close to the 22-yard line. He needed the 23. Let there be no doubt that is a first Dakota first down. Davis moves the chains, and the clock is in motion again. 3.20 and ticking. 28-21 Jacks. Holy Cross does have a pocket full of timeouts. It has all three of them. It has to think about starting to use them here. Jacks break the huddle with 12 to snap it. Amar Johnson will give a much-deserved respite to Davis. The two Yankees are wide left. Hines tight right, Kraft tight left. Snap back Ronowski. He will run behind the pulling left guard, Mason McCormick, off the right side inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. Finally held up after a three-yard game by the linebacker, Liam Anderson. Well, we've seen it time and time again from Holy Cross where they run Sluka. This time the Jacks came back with a taste of the similar play call, right? You're going to fake the handoff to Amar Johnson, let him chip block on that defensive end, and then just let Mark run up the middle. First, charge him out of the half. Holy Cross, media timeout. Some confusion here and some extra time ran off the clock as well. The officials were waiting to see if it would be a media timeout or not. Then in the process, some extra time came off. We'll have to sort it out. 2.23 remains. SDSU at the Holy Cross 18, leading 28-21 in the FCS quarterfinals. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back, 2.45 to go in the fourth quarter from Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. South Dakota State with the football in the red zone, up 28-21. Winner will play Montana State next week. Working for the future of agriculture and those who want to be a part of it. Farm Credit Services of America. Agriculture works here. Tyler Merriam, Brent Bowen, Alex Parker in the Hefty C broadcast booth on the field, Squatty Quaz. Hefty brand 40 series corn is the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees. Andrew Song, our statistician in the booth, Austin Singer, helping us out with field sound. 2.45 is what is on the clock, as Brent mentioned. Jacks have a second and six at the Holy Cross 18. Davis behind Gronowski. Up back left, Kraft. Tight end right is Hines. Wide left, Jaden Yonke. Wide right, Canyon Bauer. Now Jaden motions left to right. Motion left to right, Tucker Kraft. Snap back, Gronowski, fakes to Davis, running off the left side, 15, 10, 5, semifinals, touch, down, Jackrabbits. Jackrabbits with 2.39 to play. What design, what execution, Alex Parker? Well, it comes back to the read option from Mark Gronowski. Again, you see the over-pursuit from the cornerback on the line of scrimmage. When that happens, Mark Gronowski's going to tuck it and get around the edge because everybody was expecting it to go back to Isaiah Davis. Hunter Dustman for the extra point. Keaton Heidi will hold it. Jaden Mueller the snap. Dustman's kick is up, and it is good. Onto the roof amid the snow here at uh, the Dykow Student Athlete Center north of Dana J. Dykow Stadium. 
Mark Grodowski, an 18-yard touchdown run. His 10th scoring rush of the year, powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutoMall.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive Summary. Seven plays, 68 yards in three minutes and six seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at MyFordNow.com or your local Northland Ford dealer. Holy Cross had allowed a total of 202 rushing yards in the last four games combined. The Jacks have 214 today and lead 35-21 with 2.39 to play. This is Jackrabbit football from Learfield. Welcome back, 2.39 to go in the fourth quarter. The Jackrabbits have opened up a 14-point lead over the Holy Cross Crusaders. Wherever you compete, winning has roots. Perform at your best with the Cow. And a quick update from Kansas City. South Dakota State women's basketball leads Kansas State 41-35. to We are just about to have halftime. Would be a big-time win for the Jackrabbits. Brad Peterson is in Kansas City calling that. Some of our sister stations, Jackrabbit app, Varsity Network app, GoJacks.com. You can tune into that when this one is over. Of course, in addition to that, Al Bahi waiting in the wings. He will have men's basketball over at Frost Arena. 3.30 pregame, 4 o'clock tip for South Dakota State and Eastern Washington. We have 2.39 remaining. Hunter Dustman, who kicked his last out of bounds. We'll try to atone for that. That was his first of the year, by the way, out of bounds. Dustman to kick off. It's Justin Shorter and Quinton Gregory to return. Jacks a 35-21 lead, 239 from a semifinal rematch with Montana State. But with Matthew Sluka, the game is never over. Dustman, right-footed end-over-end kick, and it bounces at the one and then trickles into the end zone. It is a touchback. Well, Holy Cross is certainly dangerous on offense, but they're not that drop-back potent aerial arsenal. So how will the Jacks defend things is one question. Coming out, it will be the starting front four. Winkleman, Sanders, Van Marl, and Tervere. Bach is out there at linebacker with Freeman and also Dayton Lagoy. Dyshawn Gales, Dallas Beanham the corners, and the safeties, Colby Herter and Tucker Large. The Valley All-Newcomer team selection. Holy Cross at its own 25 of first and 10. Matthew Sluka, knee-high shotgun snap, dropping to throw, looking, looking, and he is about to be sacked. Diving around the ankles was Sanders. As he fell backwards, he threw it away towards the Holy Cross sideline, and we also have a flag in the middle of the offensive line. Holding number 60, offense, 10-yard penalty for previous spot. Replay first down. Well, the only question might be, did they say that the Backside of Sluka was down before he threw it because if it was, you'd almost rather take the sack. Well, Tyler, right there, that when you can make a team one-dimensional right there and expect to see uh, a passing play, you can see how the Jackrabbit defensive line can get after it, right? They've had to have kind of a, a dual look and thinking process as they've had Sluka as the running quarterback. So this is first and 20. Sluka, deep drop, throws down the center of the field, sliding and unable to make the catch was Justin Shorter. 2.26 to play. It's second and 20, Holy Cross, from its own 15. Jacks a 35-21 lead. Both of these teams are built on grinding things out, getting ahead, forcing turnovers, and riding it out. So this is not the position Holy Cross wants to be in or is used to. 
Remember, the Crusaders are undefeated this year. They're down two scores, 2.26 left. Second and 20, Jack's three down lineman. Sluka looking to throw, stepping up, rolling to the left, now throws to the left sideline and forced out of bounds is Spencer Gilliam at his own 26 with 2.18 remaining. A three-man rush still was able to get to Sluka, make him get off his uh, his position there and make him move. And he just had to drop down because that, the defensive backs and linebackers have done a great job in coverage, just taking away a lot of those open avenues and passing lanes and having to make him dump it off to those outlets along the sideline. Clock back in motion because it was outside of two minutes when Shorter went out of bounds. Third and nine. Sluka looking to throw, looking, dancing around the pocket, rolling right, pointing, now throws deep down the right seam, and it's incomplete. Double covered was Jalen Coker, the standout wide receiver. There is 1.53 remaining. Holy Cross has a fourth and nine at its own 26. It must convert or else this game's over. And earlier in the game, you would see Sluka in this position would take off and run yes. and get that chunk yard as a five or six or seven. But right now, knowing he needs to get first downs and big chunk plays, he's not necessarily looking as much to run with his legs. Two timeouts left for Holy Cross. Fourth and nine. Crusaders at their own 26. Four wides to either side. Jacks with a blitz. Sluka will get away from one, get away from a second. Hit as Hicks tackled him. An offensive lineman caught it. Jason Freeman brought him down. Flags for illegal touching, and that is going to all but seal it. The pocket just collapsed. The ball popped up into the air, and Grady Smith, the right tackle, caught it. And you cannot, on a forward pass, be the first to touch it as an ineligible offensive lineman, which Smith was. Illegal touching for 77 of the offense. That penalty is declined. The first down and 10 at South Dakota State. Jason Freeman standing and waving by to the east sideline. And this group of Jackrabbits can taste it now. Holy Cross does still have two timeouts. But with 1.44 remaining, a two-score lead in the ball with the Holy Cross 23. A fifth trip in sixth playoffs to the semifinals is within reach. Well, what a dogfight here, Tyler. I mean, it was, uh, it was a battle amongst the trenches and quarterbacks, and I mean, it was... Uh, you know, in a way, it was a boxing match where it was just a, you know, punch after counter punch, after back and forth, and Jacks were able to come out in the fourth quarter, right? We talked about how important the third quarter was, but Jacks didn't necessarily win that one, but they certainly did in the fourth quarter here. Amar Johnson on the left hip of Gronowski from the 23. It's a jet sweep. Landon Wolf from right to left in motion, the wide receiver, and the Oklahoma State transfer tackled just shy of the 24. And a timeout called by Holy Cross. Second, charge around the half. Holy Cross, 32nd timeout. Yeah, the third quarter dominated by Holy Cross, but the Jacks force a field goal try, which the Crusaders hook, and then SDSU converts on two fourth quarter drives, scoring touchdowns. And what SDSU didn't do in the first quarter, it has done in the second half, finish those drives. Right, exactly. And you, we talk about how important it is to finish. You talk about points or points, but. When it comes down to going in and getting three points consecutively, that starts to wear on you. And you've seen how when the defense started to show up and started to make some big plays, it got the crowd involved, it got the offense involved, and you can see how that defense has really triggered what has happened going through the second half here. This is only the fourth time the Jacks have had the ball in the second half. 
Out of the timeout, second and a long 10. One wide to either side of the set. Snap back Gronowski, hand to Amar Johnson, looking for room. He'll lower his shoulder, try to run left, and gets tossed down by John Smith, the all-Pioneer League, beg your pardon, all-Patriot League corner. And final, charge by the half, Holy Cross. It's a 32nd timeout. So final timeout, Holy Cross, 132 remaining. Jacks have a third and 10. So you play this out. If SDSU runs the ball and doesn't get a first down, the play probably ends around 125 on the clock. Another 40 runs off. Jacks have to snap it somewhere in that 45 second range. They could try for a field goal to make it a three score game. But I would bet with how good the special teams unit is that you would just call a play. And if you don't get it, Holy Cross still has to go the length of the field twice in less than a minute. Right, and they might try to do one of those delayed plays where they're going to have the quarterback run around a little bit, just take an extra few seconds off the clock. Johnson remains in as the back. And I would bet this is more just to preserve Davis than it is of any injury to Isaiah. One receiver either side, double tights right. Jacks third down and a long nine for just inside of the 23. Snap back Gronowski, hand to Johnson, running left to the 20, and he crumples down inbounds. Johnson was almost to the near boundary, realized it, and just crumpled to his knees to make sure that clock would continue to run. Heads up play by the sophomore tailback out of the St. Louis area. So 30 on the play clock, 115 on the game clock, so again, the game clock will run down to 45, and you would assume the Jacks would then call a timeout. Let this go all the way down. The Jacks do have a huddle, and they're sending in Kevin Brenner, the additional tight end, but the Jacks may just call timeout here. Davis is coming in too. And John Stiglmeyer just told the, uh, the official on the near side, call it with one. And here it is, timeout South Dakota State with 45 seconds. First, charge him out of the half, South Dakota State. It's a 32nd timeout. While we have a moment, let's pause 10 seconds to allow stations to identify themselves. You're listening to South Dakota State football. This is WNAX Yankton. Visit NorthlandFord.com and your local Northland Ford dealer today. 45 seconds remaining in this FCS quarterfinal. And the top seed, South Dakota State, a 35-21 lead over a Holy Cross team that was everything advertised and then some. Jacks have won 11 straight. Crusaders, a perfect 12-0. But the Jacks are 45 seconds away from their fifth semifinal appearance in the last six playoffs. Dustman was feigning kicks just to entertain himself, but the Jacks offense will stay on the field. Brenner, Hines, and Kraft, three tight ends. One wide to the right, Jaden Yonke, Isaiah Davis behind Mark Gronowski. Fourth down and eight, SDSU at the Holy Cross 21. Motioning right to left is Kraft. Snap back, Gronowski, fake to Davis, slant over the middle, Jaden Yonke has it! Inside the five, diving for the goal line! Touch! Down! Jackrabbits! I'm reminded of one of the pet phrases of John Stiglmeyer, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, leave nothing to chance. If you score a touchdown, you leave nothing to chance. Well, and certainly a great play call. The, what was the expectation we thought earlier, right? They were going to run the ball. Holy Cross was going to run the ball. Instead, they did a little pop pass. Jackrabbits, you thought they were going to maybe run around and try to take some time off the clock instead. Quick slant when the defense was expecting you to run the ball up the middle. 
And what a fourth quarter by this Jackrabbit team. Now remember, it started with Holy Cross trying a field goal on the first snap of the fourth quarter to break a 21-all tie that it missed. And it's been all Jacks. Mark Gronowski, Jaden Yonke, 23-yard catch and run. Jaden's 20th career touchdown catch. He's ninth in school history. It was powered by Prostralo Auto Mall in Madison. Score your next vehicle at ProstraloAutoMall.com. The Northland Ford Dealers Drive Summary. Four plays, 25 yards in one minute and six seconds. Go further with the fuel-efficient full lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. See for yourself at BuyFordNow.com and your local Northland Ford dealer. Well, two ways to look at this. The final score will in no way indicate what a battle this was. But by the same token, what a job of finishing the deal on both sides of things by this Jackrabbit team in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, credit Holy Cross for coming in here. There was a lot of conversation about Patriot League, you know, getting a top eight seed. You know what, they were all of what they expect, yes. you know, what, what, what SDSU really could handle. And they've really, you know, presented and, uh, and showed out for the Patriot League. And this is not a slouch team. And I expect us to hear about Sluka again come next year as a senior, because he is only a junior. But Certainly is a one-man wrecking crew. Holy Cross did a nice job at SDSU. Again, just kept pounding the rock and being consistent. And in the fourth quarter, it finally broke open for him. Hunter Dustman put the ball on the tee once, it blew over. Put the ball on the tee again, it blew over. And so Dallas Beanham has been beckoned. And as Beanham comes running over to hold, Kevin Brenner wound up and slapped him in the back of the helmet. Get over there, Dallas. We need you to hold. So Beanham will hold it. Dustman will just make a couple of steps at it, do a short kick here with 39 seconds left. Two steps, a right-footed high pooch kick towards the far sideline. It is not fair caught. It'll be returned along the left sideline to the 35 to the 40, and out to the 45-yard line goes Hunter Burns, the senior safety for the College of the Holy Cross. He's down there with 32 seconds remaining. Hunter Burns. On the first Dakota National Bank postgame show, Dyshawn Gales, Mark Gronowski will join us, along with the head coach, John Stiglmeyer. Brent will have all the highlights of this one. Alex will hand out some awards. We'll break down the final numbers. The Jacks outscore Holy Cross 21-0 in this fourth quarter. And are 32 seconds away from returning to the semis. Two wide receivers left and one to the right for Holy Cross. Snap back to Sluka. He drops to throw, looking, looking. He'll let it fly deep down the left sideline, and it's in and out of the hands of a jumping Jalen Coker, who was covered by Beanham. I tell you what, if Coker's able to hang on to that, he backs his way in for a touchdown. Sluka made a beautiful deep throw there. That thing went about 65 yards in the air. You know, typically, there's a player to each game from uh, Holy Cross that's made that, and again, Coker's been the, the highlight reel in a sense for for Holy Cross, but just couldn't come down with a great throw and really had a chance for a, for a quick catch, quick score. 24 seconds left. The Crusaders, three receivers right, one left. Peter Oliver, the running back to the right of Sluka. Wide snap, he'll hand Oliver up the middle midfield, quick hitter to the 45, runs through a tackler inside the 40. What a physical run by Oliver to the 37-yard line. That's 18 yards by far Oliver's longest jaunt of the day. He had 39 in the first 13 times he carried the football. 15 seconds, clock running. It's a 42-21 Jackrabbit lead. Snap back to Sluka, a deep drop. 
deep drop. Now he steps up. He'll look to run. He will. Running left seam inside the 30. Break a tackle. He's run down from behind by Caden Johnson at the 22-yard line. Sluka for 16 more. There's two seconds remaining. One second, and the time has run out. For the fifth time in the last six playoffs, South Dakota State is headed to the semifinals. The Jackrabbits outscore Holy Cross 21-0 in the fourth quarter and fight off a game team out of Worcester, Massachusetts to move on. Your final, SDSU 42 and Holy Cross 21. As the student section pelts the checkerboard on the south end of Dina J. Dykow Stadium with snowballs, we step aside. The first Dakota National Bank postgame show is coming up. You'll hear from Dyshawn Gales, Mark Gronowski, John Stigelmeyer, Brent with your highlights, and a whole lot more. This is Jackrabbit football for Learfield. And that is where the final score stands, 42-21 to 21 in favor of South Dakota State, the top-seeded Jackrabbits with the victory over eighth-seeded Holy Cross to move on to the semifinals. And here's Tyler with more. All right, thank you very much, Brent. We go down to the field, standing in front of the heater. Understandably so is one of the stars of today's game, quarterback Mark Gronowski. Mark, first off, congratulations. How's it feel to be moving on to the uh, Final Four again? Thank you. Uh, it feels awesome. I mean, the, the Crusaders played a great game to start off, but I just loved how these boys finished today, and uh, I can't wait to play uh, next week. Well, I think we should start with that. You know, uh, this is a really good Holy Cross team. If there was any doubt, and I know there wasn't around here, but if anybody doubted how good this program was, what an effort that your opponents gave you this afternoon. Yeah, no, that's a great team, and they're, they're, they're a hard-nosed, tough football team. Their quarterback was running the crap out of the ball, and uh, <laughs> he, he, he's a dog all right, but... Uh, our defense ended up playing great in the second half, and our offense started to pick it up, and uh, we finished that game. How frustrating was it for you early in that game because you have three nice drives in the first quarter, but all of them you settle for field goals, you convert on two, but the inability to be able to punch it in the end zone in the first quarter. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, we, we just had to play our game, and we were kind of messing up on our own side, and uh, <clears throat> we just got to – I mean, that's one of our goals every single week is to really finish in the red zone, and uh, we didn't really do that that well in the first half, but we came out in the second half and uh, made some adjustments and did well. You talk about the adjustments in the second half, though. You only snapped the ball three times in the third quarter. Holy Cross kept you off the field almost the entire third quarter. It's kind of a cold day. You had three snaps in all the third quarter. I mean, it took a long time for you to get back out there, really, in that fourth period. Yeah, no, that was the fastest fourth quarter I've ever been a part of, I felt like. I mean, I was <laughs> I was in for three plays, like you said, and all of a sudden I look up, and it's already the fourth quarter, and knew we had to get back down to it, so... Isaiah Davis, 20 rushes, 154 yards, a touchdown. What was it like to watch him this afternoon? Hey, that kid's a playoff machine. He comes out every single week, and uh, he works hard in, in practice, and uh, he runs hard, and it's hard to take that man down just with just one guy. And uh, we just keep feeding him the rock, and he's going to make plays for us. 11 playoff games for Isaiah Davis, and in seven of them, he has eclipsed the 100-yard mark. I want to talk about this environment here because uh, I know you've been around for a few years. I've been here a few more than you. It's hard for me to pinpoint many occasions that there's been a louder, more active environment here at Dana J. Dykal Stadium than there was today. Yeah, I mean, the crowd was super loud today. I mean, we didn't have a ton filling the seats, but this might have been still one of the loudest crowds we've been a part of. And I just got to say, next week we play Montana State. We got to have everyone come out for this game, and we got to pack the stadium so we can uh, send ourselves to Frisco. 
I want you to walk me through two plays in particular. First off, the fake of the handoff, the naked off the left side that nobody's out there but you, and you run in to give us a two-score lead late in the fourth quarter. Take me through that play. Yeah, Coach Lujan's been talking about all week, and uh, <clears throat> we were going to basically have that edge, and I was going to read whoever comes off that edge. And he was saying all week, like, be prepared. You're going to probably end up pulling it. The guy's going to come after Zay. And ended up happening and I was I was looking at the sidelines trying to see if I should slide down or not you know not to let them uh, score a touchdown get the ball back but ended up seeing like I had some fun out there so well deserved and then the final pass the touchdown uh, to Jaden that makes it a three score game on fourth down I think most people assumed that would be a running play but you decide to throw the football was there a little politicking there were you surprised did you want to throw the football I was surprised. I thought we were just going to end up kicking the field goal, but uh, coach came out saying that they're going to be hard-nosed coming down and uh, give Jaden a one-on-one matchup on the outside, and we'll take that every single time. I do have to ask, too, what's it do for you guys as an offense when you see the play Jason Freeman made, the pick six that puts you ahead late in the first half? Gosh, that was awesome. That really energized us overall. And um, <clears throat> I mean, that, kid, that kid's been making plays all year, and he's been a special part of this team, and I'm glad to have him on our team. The fourth quarter, we talked about how you only had three snaps in the third quarter, but you dominated the fourth quarter, outscored this Crusader team 21-0. What was different in the final 15 minutes? Yeah, I know. We, we, didn't, we didn't come out hot in the first three plays. We ended up getting stopped, and we just knew that we had to come out and play our ball and uh, kind of just pound down their throats and play, have a play-action game, and it worked out, and <clears throat> we ended up having a great fourth quarter. I know you were unable to play in that semifinal game in Bozeman last December, so how excited for you to be a part of this to host the semifinal or rematch with Montana State next week? Yeah, I, I'm really excited. I, I, I got to sit and, sit and watch that game from the sidelines last year, and I know that left a, a sick feeling in a lot of our uh, guts, and <clears throat> we can't wait to have them back here and play in our stadium this time, and uh, it's going to be a fun game. Mark, congratulations. Uh, go get warm and enjoy the victory. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Mark Gronowski with us here on the First Dakota National Bank postgame show as South Dakota State is in the FCS semifinals for the fifth time in the last six seasons as the Jackrabbits a 21-0 fourth quarter over Holy Cross to break a 21-21 tie and advance 42-21. I believe Dyshawn Gales is with us somewhere in that uh, winter jacket that covers him from top to bottom. Are you down there, Dyshawn? Yeah, I'm down here. All right, I'm just making sure. You look a little cold, buddy. Oh, yeah, I'm cold now. All right, all right. Hey, uh, this week, uh, you know, you're playing shorthanded at the cornerback position, and I don't want to get into all that. I just want to talk about how you guys rally together behind a teammate of yours, the way that Dallas played, the way Steven played, the way you played. Uh, that had to be a part of the of getting ready for this week, knowing that you all kind of had to step up a little more than maybe you're accustomed to. Yeah, we um, knew we had to prepare different this week when Malik um, was out, and uh, we just wanted to make sure he's going to get another game. We told him before the game, he's going to make sure he play another game next week. He is senior, so we just came out and followed the game plan and did the best we can do all day. This Holy Cross team, particularly Matthew Sluka, is a handful. I just want your thoughts on what it was like to be on the other side against somebody as talented as the man who wears number nine for Holy Cross. Yeah, we've been going against um, dual-threat dual quarterbacks all year. And um, I'd say he's different, man. That's a great quarterback, man. I mean, last time, maybe he had a cover runs, but this time he had, he had the offense on his back for sure. He was trying to make every play that he can make. And this is not a Holy Cross team that turns it over very much, as you know, Dyshawn. Yep. How important was it to capitalize on the opportunity of Jason Freeman with that pick six late in the first? Yeah, for sure. Um, they, I seem like they was a stingy offense for sure. They, we didn't have many opportunities to make too many um, to make a turnover, but when 
Jason, um, the receiver dropped the ball. Jason made a play that was a big spark for the team. Um, that gave us the momentum. The way that the third quarter plays out, where you guys are on the field a lot, and yet those two long drives only lead to seven total points. Just take me through what it's like to be on the receiving end, because normally it's the Jacks' offense that's putting the opposing yeah. defense through those kinds of drives. Yeah, usually we see our offense doing them seven, eight-minute drives, so it was kind of tough to be on a um, defense that had that long drive. You just have to keep fighting and then just play for the next play, each play, take one play at a time, and they scored a touchdown, but we never put our heads down. We just know we have to keep fighting, and that's what the playoffs all about. You got to keep fighting all the way to the end because no team's going to give up. Tell me about the big hit behind the line of scrimmage you had today. Yeah, it was just a corner blitz, and actually it was kind of blocked up, but I just tried to make a move, and I just went over the top and tried to – I seen the quarterback, and I just made a play. You worried me at first. We said, oh, it's just a corner blitz. Get yeah. out of here, Dyshawn. <laughs> Take a little credit, all right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, tell me about the crowd and the way they impacted this afternoon's affair. Yeah, I just I was looking on Twitter. I seen it said about like 6,600 people. You can't fool me. I thought it was at least 10,000. They was loud the whole game from first down to all the way to third down, and they was loud the whole time. When did you have time to be on Twitter? Mark, he was just doing his interview, so I was looking at my phone. Oh, you got your phone with yeah, you? Yeah, I got my okay. phone Okay, I was going to say, you came right out here after, but <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, All right, although your hands haven't gotten too cold as you were looking through yeah. it, did you? <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, tell me about being home, because you played in that game in Bozeman, to have an opportunity to have Montana State come back here in a rematch of last year's semifinals with the winner going on to Frisco. How excited are you for next week? Uh, I'm excited. We had this this taste in our mouths all year. Um, they beat us last year and sent us home, and the, the table's turning, so um, we're here for our semifinals. We're going to have a great Great job, Grabber Nation fans. Uh, we can't wait to play them. Dyshawn, congratulations. And uh, I know you want to spend some time with your teammates. You've earned it. Go do it. Appreciate it. Thanks. That's Dyshawn Gales with us here on the first Dakota National Bank postgame show. Again, they're standing near those heaters, so that's the extra sound you're hearing. It's those space heaters to keep everybody warm on the west sideline here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. The top seed, SDSU, 42. Eighth-seeded Holy Cross, 21. The Jacks will host Montana State either Friday night at 6 or Saturday afternoon at one in the FCS semifinals. We'll find out later on today. When the first Dakota National Bank postgame show continues, and we'll have some final stats, John Stiglmeyer will join us and share his thoughts, all that and much more coming up. This is Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. The first Dakota National Bank postgame show continues from Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings. I'm Tyler Merriam. The South Dakota State football team is in the FCS semifinals for the fifth time in the last six playoffs as the Jacks defeat Holy Cross 42-21. This is a Holy Cross team that started the year 12-0 and and was everything and then some for the Jackrabbits today. Again, you consider the fourth quarter began with a 21-21 tie and Holy Cross had the football in SDSU territory and setting up for a field goal that would have given the Crusaders the lead. They miss it, and then the Jackrabbits take control, but uh, certainly Holy Cross was more than up to the task today in what was a heck of a football game here at Dana J. Dykow Stadium. Our final stats are presented by Hefty Brand 40 Series Corn. It is the first corn seed designed for high performance and soil temps as low as 40 degrees with seeds selected for the highest ratings in early vigor and cold germination. Protected with the 37 components of Hefty Complete Corn Seed Treatment and backed up with a free replant policy. You can plant Hefty Brand 40 Series corn first and plant it with confidence.
Well, a couple of numbers jump out. Holy Cross, a season high as far as the Jackrabbit defense is concerned, allowed 261 rushing yards to this Holy Cross team. Then the Crusaders threw for 149, so 410 yards for Holy Cross on the day. The Jackrabbits, 216 rushing yards. That also deserves highlighting because Holy Cross had allowed only 202 total rushing yards in its last four games combined. So both teams ripped up the opposing rush defenses that are both really good with some exceptional individual efforts today. Again, Holy Cross 410 yards, the Jacks 393, a minimal number of penalties for two teams who have seen their share of flags this year. Holy Cross was victimized four times on the Yellow Hankies for 23 yards, the Jacks three for 11. Holy Cross had the ball just over 32 minutes, the Jacks a shade under 28 minutes. 5 of 13 on third downs and 2 of 3 on fourth was Holy Cross. The Jacks 5 of 12 on thirds, 2 of 2 on fourth. And again, SDSU 5 of 5 in the red zone today. The Jacks are now 55 of 57 on the year inside the red zone. Matthew Sluka, what can you say? You talk about Herculean efforts. 26 rushes for the Holy Cross quarterback, 213 yards and a touchdown. He started it with that 56-yard run on the opening series, and he gave the Jackrabbits all sorts of fits today. However, the rest of the Holy Cross running game, 17 carries, 48 yards, and 18 of those 48 came on the last handoff of the game when it was a three-score contest in the final minute. So Sluka rushes for 213. He also was 13 of 27 for 122 yards, but a costly pick. Only the sixth turnover all year Holy Cross committed, and Jason Freeman had the pick six. Jalen Coker, five receptions, 63 yards for the Crusaders, and the excellent linebacker Liam Anderson led the way for Holy Cross. He had 10 stops today. For the Jackrabbits individually, Isaiah Davis, 20 rushes, 154 yards, and a score. Davis now with 30 career rushing touchdowns. He's tied for seventh in school history. And he now, in 11 playoff games, has rushed for 1,216 yards. And in seven of those 11 postseason affairs, he has racked up 100 yards. Now, he had his lowest output of any postseason game against Montana State last December in the semis. He will no doubt look to atone for that next weekend. Mark Gronowski, the quarterback for the Jacks, 10 rushes, 47 yards, and the game clincher in the fourth quarter when he scored the touchdown. He also was 12 of 22 through the air for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Gronowski with 36 career passing touchdowns. He is tied for seventh in SDSU history in that stat, and his 21 passing touchdowns this year puts him over 20. He is just the sixth quarterback ever for the yellow and blue to throw for 20 or more touchdowns in a season. Jackson Yonke caught four passes for 82 yards. He had that 44-yarder deep down the field early in the game and then caught a, a touchdown pass as well. And Jaden Yonke caught three for 49, including the touchdown late in the fourth quarter to seal it. Savion Williams had had nine tackles to lead the SDSU attack, but we have to give a nod to the Jackrabbits defensive backs, particularly the cornerbacks, because you think of the fact that SDSU was playing shorthanded today in the secondary. Malik Lofton not available. And you think about what Dallas Beanham did, what Dyshawn Gales did for this Jackrabbit defense. Uh, Beanham came up with eight tackles. Gales had five, including a sack. He also had a pass breakup. Uh, Beanham did as well. Those two were excellent for the Jackrabbit football team. 
So that's a look at your uh, Hefty Brand Seeds final stats as South Dakota State a 42-21 win over Holy Cross. A conversation with head coach John Stiglmeyer. Alex Parker hands out some awards and more coming up when you return to Dana J. Dykehouse Stadium. You're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. Welcome back to the first Dakota National Bank postgame show from Dana J. Dykow Stadium in Brookings. Top seed South Dakota State, 42. Eighth seeded Holy Cross, 21 as the Jacks advance to the FCS semifinals. And our conversation with SDSU head coach John Stiglmeyer brought to you by Mustang Seeds, a family-owned seed company that will provide you with quality seed and leading genetics. To learn more, visit mustangseeds.com. John Stiglmeyer, congratulations on advancing to the FCS semifinals for the fifth time in the last six playoffs. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, proud of these guys. Um, like I say every week, I thank the, I thank God for them. They're just a, they're they're such a great group of guys and they're great student athletes. And to to have the benefit as a head coach to be around them is just a true true blessing. So thank you. Let me begin with this. It's something that we all knew going in, but I think for a lot of people, well, they're the eighth seed, they're a Patriot League champion. Holy Cross proved what we all knew, that they are anything but a paper tiger. They are certainly for real. And Matthew Sluka, he was good when we saw him in the spring 2021 playoffs, but you could tell he was just scratching the surface. I'm telling you that, I mean, we've seen some NFL caliber quarterbacks who haven't done what Sluka did here today. Phenomenal football player, you know, and, and uh, the disappointment for me, and I, and I talked to him after the game, I, I, I told him he's a great football player and he is, but the disappointment for us is uh, we couldn't get to him in the pass rush, and, and so often he had so much time, and then the coverage sinks, and then he's got a, a mile to run, and that's tough when you've got a great great uh, player with the, the ball in his hand. But credit to him, credit to their coaching staff. Coach Chesney's done a great job. Well, he certainly has, and just the way this game starts, three drives that are promising, but you have to settle for three field goals. You convert on two of them, but certainly not what you want to do early in the game. I mean, you always want to finish drives, particularly early, to kind of set the, the tone for everything, and you were unable to do that in that first quarter. Yeah, I think there was a there were mixed feelings. You know, you got to finish, so we, we that's a negative. We hadn't punted. That's a positive, right? So we were moving the ball and stuff, but but you got to finish, and, and uh uh, you know, there, there are a couple throws down in the end zone. We've we got to make those or hopefully get a pass interference and nothing happened in those. And so uh, that's life, and, and we're just going to enjoy this win. Uh, I want to take you through late in the second quarter just because there are a few moments in this game that are big. It's a 14-14 game. They have the football in their own territory. Sluka's pass a little high, goes through the hands of Ayer Asante, and Jason Freeman's waiting on it. And if you want to make your first Division One interception count, that's how to do it as Freeman takes it to the end zone for a pick six. Yeah, he was pretty excited about that. He's a pretty stoic guy, but he, he when you mention it, he gets a big smile on his face. Huge play in the game. Uh, you know, was where he's supposed to be, and the ball bounced our our way, and uh, huge energy uh, going into the, the the locker room after that. You're up 21-14 when the third quarter begins, but Holy Cross, a very impressive drive, a long drive, goes down the field, ties the game. Your offense three and out. Holy Cross, another impressive drive. Your defense holds them up, but you start the fourth quarter with them trying what would be a tie-breaking field goal, and you've had your offense on the field for three plays. That third quarter really belonged to Holy Cross, especially statistically. Yeah, yeah, time of possession, uh, quarterback running the football, 
making a pass when he needed to. I think they probably had a fourth down conversion in there somewhere. But, uh, again, they are a really good football team, and so excited to get the win. When they missed that field goal, it just seemed like there was an energy that kind of just popped up. And from that point on, we talk about how Holy Cross dominated the third quarter. You dominated the fourth, but the difference was you finished all those drives and scored touchdowns. Yeah, you know, that uh, you know when, when they miss a field goal, you know, they can they – can, they can talk about the drive they had, but the defense forgets that. They go off uh, saying we did what we needed to do. And so that was a huge play, huge event in the game. And, and again, everybody gets excited. Let's talk about a couple of specific plays in the execution. Uh, Granowski on the fake, which almost looks like a naked because nobody's on the left side when he runs in for that touchdown to make it a two-score game with under five to play. Yeah, that, that's really a, a power that he reads the edge. And so he he's supposed to hand it off if the edge doesn't crash. The corner came off the outside and crashed, so he pulled it and, and uh, was able to basically uh, jog into the end zone. That's the design of the play, and, and that's kind of the, the communist part of our running game. So, <laughs> And then the other play I want to ask, too, because I know coaches always get asked when they call a certain play and it doesn't work, it's always, why would you do that? But take me through the thought process of under a minute left, you're up two scores, it's fourth down inside Holy Cross territory. You could try a field goal to make it a three-score game. You could just run the football and see what happens, but you decide to go through the air, and, of course, Gronowski hits Jaden Yonke for the game-sealing touchdown. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I hope that's not looked at as running up the score. I don't think this game would, would ever classify as that. So, again, going through it, uh, we call timeout, right? We use all the time we can, decent coaching there. They, we kick a field goal there, and they block and run it back. It's a one-score game with an onside kick uh, potential. And so we decided we're either going to run or pass. The clock was going to stop because it's fourth down, so why not pass it and try to get a first down? We went heavy set through the ball, and, and uh, we executed. And so uh, good job by Mark. Good job by, what, was it Jackson or Jaden that caught it? That was Jaden. Jaden. Uh, so, um, you know, the design, the, the I, I think it's the right call in that situation. Well, if it makes you feel any better, not that you care what I think, but my comment immediately up here was you always love to say leave nothing to chance, and that play left nothing to chance. Yeah, it was good, you know, good good coaching by our offensive staff. And, and uh, Rob Erickson, our, our, our uh, special teams guy, was 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 100% behind not kicking a field goal. And so a unique situation, but it, it, it turned out positive. In the previous four games, Holy Cross's rush defense had allowed a total of 202 yards. You ran as a team for 216 today, and I have a feeling you would like to acknowledge Messrs. Greenfield, McCormick, Miller, Berenson, and O'Brien. Yeah, the, 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 they did a good job. The tight ends did a good job. Mark did a good job of managing stuff, and then Isaiah... You know, we, 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 uh, he got a lot more balls than, than he normally does, but he was doing a good job. And so, uh, again, I'm a firm believer when, when you run the football, there's more that happens than just getting a few yards. It's discouraging to the other, the other team. Uh, he's thrown a few stiff arms in his day. Of course, the national championship long run against Sam Houston. But that might be the most vicious one he's thrown, the one he had today right in front of your sideline. I, I think he threw the player. I don't think it was a stiff arm. I think was, he's a, he's a physical young man. He he uh, fights for every yard. You see that all the time. He seldom goes down backwards. He he gets extra yards, and that's the situation where he's saying, "I want some more yards." And and uh, um, it was it was a fun play to watch. 
And Davis now with 11 playoff games in his career, seven of them he has hit the 100-yard mark. And Gronowski, as you mentioned, throws for 177 and a couple of scores. By the way, he is just the sixth quarterback in the history of this program to throw 20 touchdown passes in a season. He does that with his 20th and 21st today, but he ran for 47. I watched Davis and Gronowski today, and my thought with both of them is they're healthy. They are healthy, yeah, and uh, that was referenced in the press conference by, I think, Jackson. But uh, a lot of things have played uh, in favor of us. And then, you know, Adam Bach got to play today. He's not, not full speed, but it was great to see him out there. And we have so much depth on the defense. So uh, I'm excited for another week. Yeah, to that point, Bach was on a bit of a play count and uh, got out there. His first play, I thought it was hilarious that he's involved in the play and then loses his helmet and had to come out right away for <laughs> one play. But just to have him at practice all week involved, to have him out there even for a limited number of snaps today, how big was that for your team? It, yeah, his presence at practice elevates everybody. His presence on the field, it's another notch or two because uh, he's such a good football player and such a great leader so and then and then he deserves it because he's worked so so hard so it's just a bunch of uh things that intersect to say this is this is really important to our program and you speak of the depth and we talked about it a little with Dyshawn too because you were shorthanded today Malik Lofton not available so Dyshawn Gales four tackles he has a sack a pass breakup Dallas Beanham eight tackles, a pair of pass breakups. Those two guys had a little more on their shoulders than they typically do, and they both rose up. They did. They did, and, and uh, uh, they're good players, and, and, and uh, kudos to, to Dallas for stepping in for Malik and, and, and filling the role really well, and uh, ideally Malik will be back in a week and we'll be able to uh, go full speed. You could have fooled me, Stig, if you just listened to this crowd. It sounded like a lot more than the actual number. That's one of the louder environments in this stadium I've experienced. Would you agree? Yes, 6,500 fans that came here and were impactful. And uh, I want, I'm glad you brought that up. So very, very appreciative that the students stayed till the end of the game, which was really cool. Uh, you know, probably everybody thought they're on ESPN. We might as well get our money's worth, but uh, we appreciate the fans. We also saw what we think was a 10-year-old boy with a shirt off, and he was bare-chested, whipping it around his head to get on a camera at one point. So they were entertained. <laughs> Stig, we should also give credence, if you can see down to the south end zone there, just to the left of where the pride of the Dakotas is, there is a snowman that was built with some of the excess <laughs> snow. So I do see that. You're sure that's not a student? <laughs> well, it is finals week, so I guess we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Uh, last December, you went to Bozeman in the semifinals, uh, a game similar to this. It was a, a tightly contested game. Montana State pulled away in the fourth quarter. You'll get another crack at them with a, a trip to Frisco on the line. The excitement for the semifinals and maybe to get another crack at Montana State? Well, I'd, I think it's unique because it's Montana State. I don't know about uh, if there's any revenge or crack or whatever the scenario is. We're excited to be in the semis. Uh, this is a really good football program that I'm blessed to be part of, and the ex expectation is to compete for a championship. So uh, we've got one more game, and we've got to do our best to get ready for that. What were you happiest with today? Uh, the second, the fourth quarter, really, how, how we stayed the course. And you know what else, Tyler? You don't. No one sees this. I went into the locker room, and there was no celebration. There was no sorrow. It was... Uh, we got the job done, uh, kind of all business-like, and, and, and that's a sign of great leadership and great maturity. Well, again, playoff trip number 11 in a row, and now five out of the last six semifinals in the FCS playoffs have included South Dakota State. And for that, to Coach, congratulations to you, the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year, and I know you want to go enjoy this one. 
Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Take care. All right, that's John Stigelmeyer, the head coach of the Jacks. Final score here at Dana J. Dykal Stadium, SDSU 42, Holy Cross 21. We're back to wrap things up on the first Dakota National Bank postgame show right after this. You're listening to Jackrabbit Football from Learfield. When it comes to selecting your seed corn part. Welcome back to Dana J. Dykal Stadium. Final score, South Dakota State 42, Holy Cross 21. Jackrabbits take the game over in the fourth quarter, outscoring the Crusaders 21 to nothing. Elsewhere on the Dakota Bank scoreboard, Montana State was all over William and Mary yesterday. A 55-7 win for the Bobcats. That sets up a semifinal matchup with South Dakota State next week. It'll be either Friday night at 6 p.m. or it'll be Saturday afternoon. We'll be likely hearing the times here tonight, so we, we will make sure to get you keep you updated and Heading down now to the opposite side of the bracket. North Dakota State was victorious 27-9 over Samford as North Dakota State struggled a little bit with the ground game. Leading rusher only had 48 yards, but NDSU still taking care of business. And they will move on to host Incarnate Word next week. Incarnate Word was victorious 66-63 over Sacramento State, one of the ga best games of the entire season in the FCS. 1,317 yards of combined offense. Sac State with 738 yards. Incarnate with word with 579. A combined 57 points scored in the fourth quarter. Incarnate with just 6 minutes and 42 seconds of possession time in the whole second half, but yet they still managed to score 38 points. What a high-flying offense that is down there in San Antonio. They will That offense will certainly give North Dakota State's defense a test next week. So the semifinals. It is Montana State and South Dakota State, and then Incarnate Word at North Dakota State. The scoreboard update has been presented by Dakota Bank. Here for you. The Jacks defeat Holy Cross today, 42-21. to Now on to the semis. Tyler? Thank you very much, Brent. Great job as always. And so South Dakota State and Montana State, a collision course in the FCS semifinals for the second straight season. The game will be here in Brookings. That we know. It will either be Friday night at 6 o'clock or Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. The NCAA will inform all of the schools, we believe, later on tonight. When exactly that will get relayed to us, we don't know. Follow everything on social media. GoJacks.com, our Twitter and Facebook accounts from SDSU Athletics. We can fill you in. But if you remember what that Montana State team was like last year in the semifinals, they're that on steroids now. They use a two-quarterback system, but touchdown Tommy Malott, Isaiah Afonso, exceptional running back who was hurt and didn't play in that Jackrabbit semifinal, then missed most of this regular season. He's back. He leads the top rushing attack in all of the FCS, 231 yards per game. They're fourth in the nation in time of possession, and they don't turn the football over a lot either. They force a ton. They have forced 28 on the year, second most in the FCS. So, Alex, really, this Holy Cross team is a very similar team in how it wants to play to Montana State. The Bobcats will use two quarterbacks rather than just the one, so there's some little differences there. But uh, it's going to be a lot of running the football, a team that takes care of it. And uh, these are two blue bloods, two heavyweights that know what it's all about. They've been to Frisco and uh, should be a whale of a football game next weekend. The unbelievable really is what's going to happen is is you talked about a Montana State since last year again a very familiar foe to the Jackrabbits they understand what happened and so there's an excitement there's a piece that they've always said we want them on our side of the bracket right they want a revenge game a revenge battle this time on their own home turf um, 
But like you said, this Montana State team is playing at a, a high right now. They are really coming into the playoffs. They got Afonso back, who I think is their leading rusher, career rusher of Montana State. He was out the entire year nursing an, uh, an injury, and his first game back was this past weekend. So um, he's going to be all guns and ready to go. But you're going to have a top top defense versus the number one offense, and so this is going to be an absolute uh, heavyweight bout to see what happens. And again, you've seen the Jackrabbits. They're getting to full strength again with Adam Bach. Hopefully they can bring him back in because we know the leadership he brings and just his ability on the field. So again, continuously getting healthy. They got a little precursor to what, what Montana <laughs> State is. They got a little warm-up game here, and it, it certainly was more than a warm-up game with Holy Cross. But again, very similar foe. Just, I guess I would say, probably from a team that's probably uh, a little more mature and bigger and faster, and we've seen what they do last year. So, again, going to be a heck of a game. Would love to see this place filled out with everybody, every butts in the seats here, getting 19,000, 20,000 people over here because the Jackrabbits certainly need it, and it's going to be one heck of a football game. Montana State's only loss this uh, season was to an FBS team. South Dakota State's only loss this season to an FBS team. Uh, they have dominated the FCS, these two programs, each conference champions in what many believe are the two top conferences in the FCS, and they will meet on this field either Friday night at 6 or Saturday afternoon at 1, and we will wait for the NCAA's word, and then we'll relay it to you on social media and whatnot. Last point, I'll make it, and I'll let you follow up on it. Uh, 6,549 was the announced crowd, so that's about a third of what this place can hold. And there's more snow coming the next few days, and uh, we had over 100 volunteers help clear this facility out on Friday and get a lot of the snow out. We need all your help, folks in the community, if you're willing the next few days, as all this snow that is projected will arrive. I don't care what that number is, though. I've been here for a lot of games. You have, too. This is one of the loudest environments today that I've been a part of uh, witnessing Jackrabbit football over the last couple of decades. Well, that's a shout-out to the fans that showed up. I mean, even when I played 10 years ago, those fans that showed up made a difference. And if we can multiply that by two or three and get 15,000 people here, it's just going to make that big of a difference for these players that really deserve it, right? They've, they've put their heart and soul into it all. They've gotten to the number one overall seed. Um, and it's a fun brand of football that's going to be had on Saturday. And so I'm just asking and pleading and telling people, uh, you know, bring everybody you know and fill up the Dana this next weekend for these football players that really deserve it. And again, it's the semifinals. It's going to the championship. Our next broadcast of Jackrabbit football will be next Friday or Saturday. We want to remind you the John Stigelmeyer radio show will not air on Monday night because there is a basketball doubleheader. So Tuesday night at 6 o'clock we'll be live at Cubby Sports Bar and Grill for that. But uh, whenever that football game occurs in the semifinals, we'll hit the air two hours ahead of kickoff. Our thanks to Jason Hove and the South Dakota State Athletics Communication Team as well as Sarah Kirkpatrick who does a tremendous job uh, at Holy Cross in helping us out with all of our preparation for today's affair. The network producer at our flagship 570 WNAX studios, Colin Oster. The lead engineer of the Jackrabbit Sports Network is Jerry Oster. General manager of Jackrabbit Sports Properties is Jonathan Triber. The senior manager of the Jackrabbit Sports Network is Ben Connolly, and the vice president of broadcast operations for Learfield is Tom Bowman. For more, log on to GoJacks.com or download the Jackrabbit app. Once again, your final, South Dakota State scores 21 unanswered fourth quarter points. Top seed SDSU 42, eight seeded Holy Cross 21. On behalf of statistician Andrew Song, game day host Brent Bowen, our game analysts, Scotty Quaz on the sidelines, Alex Parker in the booth, and our entire Jackrabbit Sports Network family, I'm Tyler Merriam. Have a good night, everybody.